what are we calling the show this year? This is the Patriots pregame show presented by Duncan. Patriots chinwag. Patriots before the game show. Jones, he's throwing it toward Thornton. Left yes. corner of the end zone. Caught. Touchdown, New England. Hey, it's the Patriots. The Patriots pregame show is your source for all the latest news and information before every game. He took it to the house again. There we and the go. Patriots take the lead. With Hardy, I look at somebody like full of hope and promise and have their whole lives and careers ahead of them. And I, I feel such disdain. Mike Dassault. Yeah, I want to talk Last more chance. about Mike later in terms of this role. You talk about your pool in the all-time. <laughs> 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 Sorry, we're getting punchy already here. Paul? You're an absolute you like caution, that? Michael. Like- Paul Perillo. Teresa, best call ever. Thank you so much. You were the, my favorite, my new favorite guest now on the I show. Now I know why Thank they you. don't listen to you, Teresa. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and Tamara Brown. Five I minutes. love Hardy's energy right now. Right? I need you to inject right. it into the rest of us. Patriots Nation, welcome to the Patriots pregame show, presented by Duncan. I can't wait. A hearty heavy open. Good work, Matt. Well done. Uh, welcome into the uh, Patriots pregame show, fueled by Duncan. We are ready. We are off and running on this season as the Patriots welcome in the defense. What? What are you laughing at? I want to break my new record. What, a four? Red zone Paul. <laughs> the, t- the Titans just got screwed out of a touchdown. That I, was a strip sack, I, I and they said it was incomplete. That's less than The guy ten- ran it back, and they blew it dead. So even if they get the ball, it's going to take away like a 90-yard touchdown. Ten seconds. Ten seconds in, I broke my own new record. It's week one, you're excited. I am excited. It is week one, Mike. I was saying that about an hour ago, and you guys were mocking me. It's unreal. There's a lot of uh, mediocre football being played in these uh, 1 o'clock games, I tell you. you uh, I, I think you would be telling me correctly. Wow. There's a lot of... Um, a lot of teams that are look at that. That this is that's a fumble. His hand is empty. That's a fumble. Yeah, that looks uh, fu- that looks fumbleish. All right, so there you uh, go. All right, are, I'm back. Okay, Fumble Jason. Welcome into the uh, welcome into the big program here today. Chris McPherson's going to be joining us from uh, Eagles.com. Does that sound about right? It does. It's actually, I think it's PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Philadelphia. See, that's why yeah. I asked. Get it right. Okay. Um, you wow. know something. Wow, wow, wow. It is PhiladelphiaEagles.com at C-M-A-C Eagles. C-Mac Eagles. So that's behind enemy lines. That's like uh, 10 minutes from now. We'll also do our first week of over-unders. Now, I was told we were not counting the preseason totals. I see the preseason totals listed in yeah. the over-unders. Yeah, get those out there. Just for the fans. Okay. All right. Yes, they will not be counted in the regular season, which is magnanimous of me because I built a three-game lead in three weeks of preseason action. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He really yeah. didn't. And we have a full I blow- did. It's right there. Check the notes. You're at 14-4. and four. Deuce and I are at 11-7. and seven. That is not a three-week lead. That's not a three-game lead? Trouble a with three game, three. Yeah, I thought you said three week. Three game lead. I built in three weeks. Okay, whatever. Oh, a whole game a week. I'm not crazy about your attitude in week one. <laughs> I'm just jacked. I really am. Okay. And it has not. I mean, I shouldn't say it's it Tom Brady's back, right? No, I was uh, going to say, you know, probably we get yelled at for that, but it, it, doesn't, it has very little to do with Tom Brady being back. <laughs> well, let me tell I'm you something. I'm excited for week one. Okay. I've been watching Red Zone for, like I said, an hour and fifteen minutes now. Hardy's right. The football has not been um, 
aside of San Francisco, who looks excellent, yeah, uh, I, I haven't really seen anybody uh, look look uh, really, uh, you know, well polished at this point. As mu- and as much as I'd like to say, well, what about the Lions on Thursday night? No, uh, they didn't look I great. Was, that game, yeah, that game was not good. That was not a good football game. I was just happy with the outcome. Yeah, um, you should be. That's a big win. That's a big win. Uh, Sunday six pack also uh, toward the end of the show. We'll get to all that and we'll get to a lot of the Tom Brady stuff today. But there is an actual game to be played here today between the Patriots and the defending champions of the National Football Conference. That would be the Philadelphia Eagles. So before we get rolling here on our uh, on our keys to the game, Mike, any opening thoughts just on the day, the game, life? <laughs> no, I, I some big traffic coming down here. I don't know how you guys did when you got here, but it seemed uh, that's the. I think that's know. the Brady effect. They yeah. did not overturn this call. I, like I, I don't, I don't even we're gonna, know. We're just like, trying to do a show here, Paul. Uh, whatever. But you're talking uh, about the traffic. <laughs> we're doing a show. No, but it's uh, he's you know, setting the scene. Setting the scene. Oh, setting the scene. Setter. Setter. That is the scene setter. Um, but no, I'm uh, you know obviously excited. Get you know Brady back here should be a good good energy and um, just ready to get the season rolling. You know you get all this preseason and not really much you can truly grasp and say is truth. And I think these games start that's when the truth happens and you get some answers and you see how it's all going to play out. Um, definitely interested to see how the inactives play out and you know I think Devontae Parker sounds like it's not going to play and I think I think that's a significant blow for them if that if that is the case. So we'll see how that plays out in the next uh, you know hour or so. Yeah, I mean it certainly sounds like according to Ian Rappaport, um, Parker is out and I would trust you know he's generally uh, pretty good with the pregame inactives and things like that. But I, I I'm not as concerned about it I think as Mike is. We talked about this a little bit during the week, um, Hardy. Yeah. Just. I mean, I, I think Parker has a role, and I think that eliminates the one guy that you could sort of rely upon outside the numbers. Um, but I, I would be um, more looking toward the middle of the field with Mac Jones. I think that's where his strengths lie. And I'd like to see him, you know, continue that with the tight ends. I think you, you, Hunter Henry, to me, is a guy that I think is coming off a really solid uh, summer in, in uh, preseason and was one of the – he's the only new captain out of the six captains that they named – so I, I'd be more concerned if 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 one of the tight ends was out, uh, specifically Henry, because I I do think he's he's been good. I get your point. I, I, yeah. I'm not poo pooing you on Parker. I just think they probably have um, you know one less o- option. You know, maybe throwing one up, yeah. one or two well, of them. That, up and that's him, it. I, I mean, I don't want to overstate it, but I right. think it's just one element of the offense that you know that they believe in, and it's one thing that that they kind of have in the bag. You're, you're a golf guy, you get that right. You know, they got the club in the bag there um, mm-hmm. that they know they can rely on, and, and you know so. Not somebody outside. Don't really have a red zone threat on the outside. We'll see how they make up for it. Didn't you know elevate Jalen Rieger? We wonder maybe if they might do that. So uh, could mean Kayshawn Booty and, and Demario Douglas get a little extra time today. Well, it's funny you should mention that club in the bag. I needed a different putter yesterday, and Paul was really not hearing any of that. Called me a terrible word for even mentioning the fact that I should have brought a different putter with me. But then again, it's Patriots. Patriots that, that's, Paul. That's not true. Patriots Paul with the Parker poo-poo <laughs> is really got a poor attitude to begin the season. Why? Because I think the offense will be okay without Devontae Parker. I that's not want, a poo-poo. I wanted the alliteration of the Patriots yeah. Paul Parker poo-poo. Yeah, that's except, all. Except for that's a positive. Are, How about yeah. positive Paul? No. Parker poo-poo. Our peepers are peeled for Parker. He was pooping. He was poo-pooing your take. Doing no such thing. <laughs> can we? Uh, can we? Do, should we do the keys to the game? I know we can, but should we? We should. We Why should. did you leave the keys up on the table? You wanted to. 
You've waited all week for it. The whole team's in the locker room right now just listening to this, waiting to hear what you're going to say. Without these keys, the Patriots are destined and doomed to fail. Here are Hardy, Paul, Mike, and Tamara's keys to the game. Why did I steal your key to the game also? Keys to the game. Team listening in the locker room right now getting ready. Tamara is not with us yet. She has some other duties that have uh, called her away from the studio. So we'll start with Tamara, uh, whose key is call Bob the Builder. Tamara, what does that mean? Just call him. Call Bob the Builder. She's over it. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I don't I know. I mean, I guess she's wanting them to. Is there anyone named Bob on the team? Well, maybe she's, like, looking for Robert. them to use some teamwork. Bob the Builder. Is that the kids? Is that the kids thing? Uh, my kids uh, didn't watch Bob the Builder. Bob so the Builder. Can it's we like that fix animated it? Carpenter guy. Bob. We can, we'll have to get her explained. Yes, we can. We will. If uh, and when we'll find out later on. Okay, so uh, in uh, Tamara's absence, Mike, you will yeah, go first. I will go first. Um, my key is go out there and sling it. Little nod to Tom Brady there at the end of Super Bowl Thirty Six mm. when uh, Drew Bledsoe, Paul's guy, gave him the. Uh, the infamous go out there and sling it on that last drive. And thus starting a dynasty. Thus starting a dynasty. Um, just a general kind of philosophy, I think, for the Patriots today. Just you, I think you got to go out there and you got to be aggressive and you can't, you know, dip your toe in the water. you got to jump right in against this team. Go after Jalen Hurts. Try to force them into mistakes. Try to force turnovers. Uh, you know, for Mac Jones on the offense, go out there and sling it. Just, you know, show us everything that they've been putting into place on the offense. We've seen glimpses of it all summer of what they've been kind of working on and, you know, have good feelings about what they're building but don't know for sure how it's all going to come together. I just hope that they're aggressive today and they kind of, you know, throw any kind of caution to the wayside and, and just really play aggressive today. So go out there and sling it. That's my key. I love it. I love it. Paul, what is your key to the game? Well, for me, it's all about the early downs. And uh, I think that when you look at a lot of the things Philadelphia likes to do is, you know, they, they run the ball really well and they avoid getting themselves in, in uh, behind the chains and in bad situations, um, long yardage situations. And I think it's the same on both sides of the ball. You don't want to see the, the certainly – Bill Belichick doesn't want to have to have Mac Jones back there third and 11 on any kind of a consistent basis. So I think the uh, the outcomes on first downs, you need to win first down on both sides of the ball and make the other team play in a way that it doesn't want to play. Um, I love it for the Patriots, especially because I don't want to see them in a bunch of second and 10 situations. Right. For the Eagles, um, of course, I would like it. I don't know if it's as important for them because they'll go for it on fourth down and they'll convert on fourth down they did it what 70 percent of the time they went for it on fourth down in the regular season and in the postseason last year i mean you know with that quarterback and with their weapons they can they can do things that make you scratch your head but they're still good at it so it'd be great if they could do it i just don't know if it's as important for the patriots to have success offensively on first down yeah i think but I mean, both ways. Like, that, what I'm saying is if, if Philadelphia t is going to go for it on fourth down, they're not going to go for it on fourth and ten. They're going to they, – they want to get – you know, you know they, they want to get five, six yards on first down so they can do whatever they want on I, second and third. And then if it doesn't work, they have the – they have confidence. Like, I think you'd make a great point about how successful they were on fourth down last year. I mean, that was – I mean, that was a big part of what they did. You know, those quarterback sneaks with the pushes and, and whatnot. Um, so you're right. But I think it – it starts with trying to get Philadelphia out of their, their rhythm offensively, and it starts on first down. I think they're going to run a lot on first downs. You've got to be ready to stop it. I think just think everything is on the table for Philadelphia on first down with their offense, whether it's you know design quarterback runs, straight drop back, handing off to the running back. So 
I, I, I think it's a great key. Um, get them off schedule. You know, try to get them into third and longs, and then maybe you get them a little bit more. I don't even want to call it one-dimensional because I don't think you can ever truly get this offense one-dimensional unless right. they really have a great night. All right. Uh, my key is uh, be ready for the attack because Maddie P is back. I, we talked a little bit about it in our third preseason game. We talked a little bit about it on the Sports Hub this week. Uh, we asked David Andrews about it at some point. Uh, look, David Andrews had the best, most logical answer. Like, look, um, he's not the defensive coordinator. We have, a, you know, a few different guys. They have a few different guys. It really, you know, it shouldn't matter all that much in terms of Matt Patricia's knowledge of the Patriots' offense because it's a new offensive coordinator here. They have new de uh, defensive coaches. They have all this stuff. I just, there's something about a former coach facing his former team. And the last time Matt Patricia himself did it, when he was head coach of the Lions, he had no animosity as far as I know. He had no reason to feel like he had something to prove. And the Patriots went to Detroit in 2018, Paul? Yeah, yep. that sounds right. Like yep. week three or four, yep. yeah. early in the season. And beatdown. It was an absolute beatdown. So I, I'm very wary of that situation. And I don't know what you do differently if you're the Patriots, but I think it's something that they, I would hope that they're aware of and they've thought about a little bit. Players aren't going to be thinking about it. They're going to go out there and play their games. But in terms of game planning and strategizing for this game today, um, it's something I think probably should have been and has been taken into consideration. And you got to remind yourself of throughout the game, it's like, oh, that guy over there who has something to do with the defense didn't leave here on the greatest terms. He, If anybody has anything to prove out there on that field today, who has the most to prove? Is it Mac Jones? Is it the Philadelphia Eagles breaking the curse of teams that lose the Super Bowl and then don't, you know, all this stuff. Oh, have you, have you heard that stat at all this week about teams covering in their first game, teams that lose the Super Bowl and yeah. how they cover at this horrible rate? Yeah. Oh, well, they've got something to prove. Matt Patricia, in whatever capacity he serves that Eagles team today, I feel has something to prove, and it's something that you need to be mindful of. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he certainly knows the personnel. I mean, he, of course, knows Mac Jones inside and out. Um, you know, exactly what does Bill O'Brien do to counter that? Like, I'm sure he's got some plans up his sleeve for what they might expect. But I, I, I do think it's a valid point just as far as personnel across the roster and generally knowing those guys inside and out, what they like to do, um, you know, with, with a guy like Parker, who's you know, probably not going to play. But, um, you know, but you have new faces, too, like Gasicki and, and, and Juju. And, you know, so those are things Patricia might not have a total beat on. So maybe they lean into those guys a little bit more. But, um, you know, I think it happens a lot in the NFL, though. There's always maybe a coach on a team. But certainly Matt Patricia has been around here a few different times and, and knows what they like to do. So I'm sure he's, he's had plenty of input this week. Yeah, All right. It also makes sense the other way, too. You know, Mac Jones. Like, you did a lot of complaining about the offense and the way it was set up last year. You have a chance to go against that guy. Yeah. You know, whatever, however, you know, much Matt Patricia's involved. Maybe, it, and, and Paul, maybe it's not worth all that much. Maybe David Andrews I is right. A, I think it's a factor. I, I definitely think it's a factor. I think it's a good a good key. Thank Hardy. you. I do. That's all, that's all I want. Is that all you. you wanted? A little validation. I told you, I'm jacked up. It's week one. Okay. <laughs> Is Chris McPherson jacked up to go, uh, well, we're going behind enemy lines. I guess he is, too. Let's find out. 
You know the view from New England. We go behind enemy lines. But what about the view from the other side? And that's why you're our favorite uh, pregame show uh, guest yeah. here every year. You guys know you tell everybody that. Oh, yeah. I was on with you guys in 2018, Thursday Night Football. Yep. And I was told I was the favorite guest of the show. <laughs> nope. No. Time now to go behind enemy lines. <laughs> My God, it's coming right for us. Straight out of Drexel University, it is uh, Chris McPherson joining us now as we go behind enemy lines, PhiladelphiaEagles.com, on Twitter or X at CMAC Eagles. Chris, you're on with Hardy, Mike Dussault, and Paul Perillo. How are you, Chris? Gentlemen, I'm doing outstanding. I don't know if I'm as jacked up as you guys. You guys are bringing the juice. I absolutely love it. <laughs> but we have made it. It is week one of right. the NFL season. And what an, what an opener. So many great storylines for this matchup here between the Eagles and the Patriots today. Chris, you know, I know that we didn't really get to see Jalen Hurts this summer, but just generally what was, uh, you know, your impression of, of the summer that the Eagles had and, and what do you kind of expect tonight? Will those guys be maybe a little bit rusty without having played at all in preseason? Uh, real quick, I'll start with Jalen. Uh, the biggest thing that stood out to me was improved accuracy, especially short to intermediate passes. And you saw him and A.J. Brown working on a lot of timing routes, back shoulder phase all throughout training camp, and they were on point. And it's rare to see a quarterback improve something like accuracy throughout the early parts of his career, but that is where I would say that Jalen Hurst has taken the biggest stride so far here um, this, this summer. And the, the other thing is, the attitude of getting at what the time was, and it's been surpassed, I think, four times now, the largest contract in NFL history. But, you know, the attitude that he's brought and the way that he sets the culture in the building and, you know, going to this year, he is the guy. There's no question that he's the guy. Whereas this time a year ago, there were still questions about whether Jalen Hurts would be the long-term answer for the Eagles at the quarterback position. Chris, defensively, there were some changes, um, mostly uh, right up the middle. Um, you know, Hardgrave and T.J. Edwards and, and whatnot, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. How are the Eagles uh, feeling about the replacements that they've had? I know up front <laughs> the big guy's gotten a lot of attention up front, but how, how do you feel like those replacements so far have, have factored in? That, you know, and you're factoring in the new coordinator and Sean Desai, who was with yep. the Seahawks last season and, you know, coordinated the Bears defense a couple of years back. But that is the other wild card here. And up the mill, strongest part of the defense, but they have fortified it with their last two first-round picks and Jordan Davis last year, who came into camp in outstanding shape and ready to go, and Jalen Carter, who has been very impressive in the training camp in the preseason. The linebackers, Nicobe Dean, again, from that Georgia Bulldogs defense, is going to be the, the green dot wearer. He'll be the quarterback calling the plays out there for Sean Desai's unit. And then at safety, you know, Reed Blankenship is entrenched as the one guy who was an undrafted free agent a year ago. The second guy, it looks like it may be Justin Evans. I think that's something that the team has been trying to keep a little secretive. Uh, Terrell Edmonds, a former first-round pick there of the Steelers, has been in the mix there as well. But that, I think, Rick, quite honestly, that's what a lot of fans in Philadelphia want to say is how does this new look uh, middle of the defense look when you lose someone who had double-digit sacks a year ago for a historic sack unit but didn't even get Pro Bowl honors in Javon Hargrave. So obviously it's tough to replace someone of that the, the leadership and the production that Hargrave brought to the table. But the Eagles through the draft and you know through fragrancy have been trying to cobble their way to be, I think, overall a more deeper unit there. And that's going to be a phenomenal matchup going against the Patriots O-line, especially on the interior, when you have the question marks with both starting guards on the injury report this week. Chris, I'm glad you mentioned that because I heard one of your colleagues talking about the waves 
uh, defensively that the Eagles can send at you. And I got the impression it was not just about the front seven or the starters. It was about the, the guys there to, to maybe come in and spell those guys and to change things up. Um, but back to the offense for a moment, you talked about some of the stuff that Hertz was working with, with AJ Brown and the back shoulder throws, uh, are they trying to get away from maybe needing to be so good on fourth down this year? Are they looking at being more efficient on the early downs so they don't put themselves in a position to have to have uh, this amazing conversion rate on, on, on fourth down like they did last season uh, and into the postseason? Yeah, in, in a perfect world, of course, that's what you want. But I, I think the this has been the top-ranked rushing unit the last two seasons, and a huge part of that has been Jalen Hurts, and the other part of that is – one if if not the best offensive line in the game and just because Hurts got the brand new contract everyone's thinking okay is there going to be less rushing are you going to be more is he going to work more from the pocket Jalen Hurts look Jalen Hurts can pick you apart from the pocket that's not the issue whatsoever but they are not going to take away one of the elements of his game that makes him so special he talks about being a triple threat where he can win with his arm win with his legs but also beat you with his mind as well and being in the same offensive system for three years in a row. He and new offensive coordinator Brian Johnson have a relationship that dates back over 20 years when Johnson was playing high school ball for Jalen Hurts' dad, so there's a tight connection there. Um, so one of the things that I'm looking to see today, the Eagles ranked last last season in pre-snap motion. I wonder if they're going to be adding a little bit more of that to the mix this year, especially on some quick-hitting runs, to try to keep a defense as good and as balanced as the Patriots have off balance. Chris, I got to ask you about Jalen Carter. Just, you know, seemed like a perfect fit when he fell to the Eagles. What, what have you seen from him, and what do you think he can bring to this defense that had 70 sacks last season? Oh, uh, Jalen Carter, look, he's come in, he's put his head down, and he's been a, a workaholic since day one. And the biggest thing for the Eagles was getting him in the right environment where he's with his Georgia Bulldogs teammates, the guys we talked about, Jordan Davis and the Kobe Dean. Uh, and Keely Ringo and those guys. And uh, also learning from guys like Fletcher Cox, an all-decade player. Brandon Graham, a former first-round pick who has been in his shoes. You know, his teammate Nolan Smith also from, from Georgia. But from a playmaking standpoint in the preseason, okay, his very first snap, you know, he recognizes that he has a two-way go based on the way the offensive line shuffled the formation. You know, he shows the ability, he shows – uh, a pass rush move, a club swim move that is able to showcase his technique that is not just all physical ability, and he's able to provide pressure, get a hit on the quarterback, and force an incomplete pass. It's like he's already shown that he has some nuance to his game that other rookies who maybe have won with just their strength or won with their speed at the snap, it doesn't always work. With You need a little bit more than that. You need that, that backup plan in the NFL. And Jalen Carter, who, again, he's not coming in here you have to be the guy, unlike most first-round picks. He gets to be a guy who's learning behind the scenes, but he is still, I believe, going to have an integral role. He is going to be out there on the field, and I think the way that he performed in training camp, it, we're going to be seeing more and more and more of Jalen Carter as the weeks come. But I think the best part is he's coming in, learning from the veterans, but he also has that playmaking ability and some of that nuance to his game paired with the talent that will get him on the field sooner than later. Chris, I want to uh, ask you a little bit about DeAndre Swift and him replacing Miles Sanders. It, you know, on the surface from us from afar, it looks like a you know pretty similar players and 
Just wondering if you feel like that's uh, you know kind of a continuation of how they wanted to play offensively last year, just swapping Smith for I mean uh, Swift for um, Sanders. For Sam- so I'll, well, let's throw in the caveat. Kenny Gainwell, to me, is actually going to be the number one back going into this game. I think they're going to see the refs split pretty evenly between the two. That's a big thing with, with all these backs here in Philadelphia is, you know, from a fantasy standpoint, who are you playing? But let's not forget about Kenneth Gainwell, who kind of took over in some ways during the playoff run and was outstanding as the Eagles made it to the Super Bowl. But from DeAndre Swift, he brings the receiving element. The Eagles last year had the fewest passing attempts to running backs in the entire league. Now, some of that is with Jalen Hurts, his rushing ability, the way the offense is designed. But I don't think they really had a true receiving option at running back the way that DeAndre Swift has been able to bring to the table from the way he can be flexed down the formation, the way he runs his routes. I wouldn't be surprised to try to get a matchup on a linebacker on a wheel route at some point today. He brings that element of the game. So between DeAndre Swift and Kenneth Gainwell, I think the Eagles are trying to be more diversified in the backfield as they were with just Miles Sanders being the lead guy a year ago. Um, Chris, um, we were talking, and by the way, this is Chris McPherson, PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Um, we were talking about Matt Patricia a little bit earlier before you came on. Have you spoken with him? Is he is he mad? Is he really mad? Is he going to come in here? Is that, I mean, is that, how is he? Yeah, I, I think he, the biggest thing with Matt is, look, he was a sounding board for all the all the coaches, this week, obviously knowing the organization. Um, the biggest thing is that the asset that he has been to Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni loves the fact that he is a former head coach that, look, he's been in, in his shoes. He can understand where he's coming from, how he's approaching things. Um, the big thing with Matt is also that he's able to take a big-picture look at what the Eagles do defensively and can tell Sean Desai, hey, here's some things that might be some tells here's some self-scouting advice that he's able to pass along but obviously that's a big story going into this game but you know someone who knows the organization so well knows both the offense the defense the schemes everything that bill belichick brings to the table you know that's one of the fun storylines this week but no matt patricia has assimilated well in, into the coaching staff and has relished uh, you know his role as you know not being the guy, you know, being able to kind of get a fresh start here. So, what is his uh, role? What's his storyline? What's his title, Chris? Senior defensive, I believe, a senior defensive analyst. Oh, um, so okay. have, so have him, and then they have Marcus Brady, who was the Colts offensive coordinator a year yep. ago, and obviously knows Nick Sirianni from the time with the Colts. He has a similar role on the offensive side of the ball. So basically, the senior defensive offensive analyst, where. Like I said, it's a matter of looking at um, the team and saying, okay, you know, like Sean, hey, you keep calling blitz when we're in a third and five inside a team's 20-yard line. Teams are picking up on that. You need to kind of mix things up here a little bit. So that'll be some of the different, you know, big-picture projects that he's bringing to the table here. All right, Chris, you know how this goes. End of this segment, we need a score prediction from you. Uh, I mean, you also have to tell us who's going to win, but we we would like the (laughs) score prediction as well. Yeah, you're not going to get a score prediction out of me, you know, but I think it's a phenomenal week one game. You know, there's so many unknowns with what is the Bill O'Brien effect on Mac Jones. The Eagles have seen an RPO offense with Jalen Hurts, you know, these last couple of years, and Mac Jones doesn't quite have the Jalen Hurts rushing ability to bring to the table. Um, but ton of respect in the Eagles building for what the Patriots do defensively and what are, you know, everybody's been asking, how are teams going to stop Jalen Hurts? And Brian Johnson, new offensive coordinator, one of the things he said this week is we got to get to the counter punches as quickly as possible. So 
you know, Tom Brady in the house. Obviously, Brandon Graham, you know, was bringing up the strip sack this week. So there's definitely some fond memories. You know, Brady getting one of his Super Bowls against the Eagles, and the Eagles getting their first one against Brady. So, you know, again, I think it's just a phenomenal week one matchup to get the season started. Okay, so you're refusing the score prediction because my, my role here, my title here, Chris, is senior behind the enemy lines guest analyst analyst so i mean i just this this will go this will go in my report you become uh, the, se- the second yeah, guest to, to refuse to yeah there's prediction. only one other guest who's ever refused just so you know i i guess i might not be coming back the next time we wow. four years from now or, or down, down the line here so but uh no again I, this is this is a, a great showdown and you know i'm trying to think of, of what's my favorite you know matchup to watch i mean to me really it's can the eagles offensive line uh, against this front seven for the Patriots with uh, guys who have been in the, the biggest thing is they've been in the scheme for so long. Um, and can the Eagles offensive line not playing in the preseason handle the stunts and the games that the Patriots like to do up front? That's yep. going to be one of the early things to watch here. So I, I'm going to disappoint you with a score prediction. I do think the Eagles win. I will give you that much. Okay. Obviously, but well, sh- we'll sh- take sh- it. Shocker coming. Shocker coming from the guy working for uh, Philadelphia.com. Oh, oh, you'd really, be really surprised what the guys working for Patriots.com will pick. We got have a, a couple of beers over that yeah. here uh, down the line. No question. Guys. Right on. But, uh, no. But appreciate you guys having me on and looking forward to this one. Appreciate it. Chris Thanks, McPherson, Chris. PhiladelphiaEagles.com, at CMAC Eagles on Twitter. Thanks again, Chris. All right, there he goes. He hung up on us. He, He's uh, all done. He's said, all done with no, us. No, uh, yeah. well, he is all done with us. Like he hung up, but yeah. but we uh, he barely earned a potential callback. He he, he rallied <laughs> at the end there and said he thinks Philadelphia will win. I, okay, I have to. Uh, I, you can't give me a pick. I have to. I have to say though, for a guy who refused the score prediction, I thought he was a very good guest. He was a solid and guest. When I when I turn in my full analytics report on him, I think it's due up Wednesday at noon. Yeah, I, I have a few days to put it, it goes together. live by then. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I you might be surprised how highly he gets rated. Despite his refusal, I like the at last the score point prediction. too about um, the Eagles' offensive line, which hasn't you know worked together just like the Patriots' offensive line hasn't. And the Patriots generally are known for doing a lot of stunting up front, not necessarily uh, you know exotic blitzes or anything, but you know the loops and the things that we talk about with you know Aquali trying to occupy yeah. two guys to make room for Judon to come you know to come free. That's the kind of stuff that if you haven't gotten a lot of work together can be uh, sort of confusing. That's what leads to, you know, assignment breakdowns. Now, yeah. I would say the same thing the other way. You know, the Eagles' defensive line against the Patriots' offensive line, which has had no work together either. And they don't even need stunts, probably. Uh, you know, I just hope that the Patriots get to the point where they can use those stunts, and it goes back to my aggressiveness thing. Um, you know, those are usually late down, third down kind of things that you get into, the stunts and all that. Like, I just – that's what I want to see tonight. I want to see more aggressive front and, and you know, using those stunts – even on early downs, like, you know, I just I don't want to see the heavy sets or two gapping. We're giving them time. We're not trying to get into the backfield. I think that's a, a bad recipe for tonight. All right. Um, you're welcome to join us here now that we are uh, off and running on this Patriots pregame show fueled by Duncan, 855-PATS-500. Uh, email webradio at patriots.com. Um, we should probably add that, uh, according to uh, those that are up in the press box, it's uh, raining rather heavily. Oh, no. Oh, really? Well, they're, yeah, they're it was Foxborough. supposed to start at 2 o'clock, but I don't think it's supposed to last. I'll check the, the radar here. Yeah. But uh, it was... As long as there's no lightning, that's just... I don't need, I don't need any oh, delays. I, I heard a few uh, Thunder Boomers walking in yeah, here. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's definitely up there. 
Um, we also have something special for you in the middle of the pregame show today that we will uh, be airing here. It is Tom Brady's top 12 Patriots moments. So that is something that you will uh, get a chance to watch and listen to here in the middle of the pregame show here today. Yeah. So that'll be coming up. Um, Kat- Katina in who? In Houston. Houston. <laughs> Houston. It's from Superman 2. What's Houston? Houston. Uh, Katina in Houston says, I think I know what Tamara meant with her key. Now, Tamara's key, once again, was call Bob the Builder. Tamara, who is some other things to take care of here in the pregame show here today, is not here to explain it. Um, I think what Tamara meant was playing good foundational football and playing clean. I've noticed that's something she talks about, and I often agree with her. All I want at this point is for the team to not make any dumb mistakes. I hope that's not asking for much. Uh, oh, also I had the pleasure of listening to Hardy's music show during Labor Day weekend, and he claimed he used to be cool. Explain yourself. Katina <laughs> in Houston. Fred's going to bring that radio show up a lot in a postgame show, I think, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. as he is, as he is wants to do. Um, uh, had somebody write in, Tom Shaw Miller's order, maybe B.O.B., Bob O'Brien, the builder. Maybe it's something to do with that with Tamara. We can find out when she gets here, but oh. maybe Bob, Bill O'Brien building the offense, perhaps. Okay. Maybe. Right. That makes a little sense, I think. There's, there might be a little something. She's going to probably say it's something totally different, but. Might be a little something there. I like that, dude. So. Brilliant. <laughs> Can Mac win us a game? This is from Stig, uh, listening in Norway. Um, I still don't like what we have in nope. Mac Jones. I, <laughs> I remember Paul saying, I think it was early last season, that he was waiting to see a game where Mac won us a game. Now, I still haven't seen it, and at this point, I believe we never will. That is uh, Stig. Yeah. Oh, see, Norway. it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, th- to say never, like, Everybody has, you know, some games. It, can he do it on a consistent basis? I think that's certainly still, yeah. you know, still in question. But, you know, the, the email is right. Um, you know, those those kinds of games, that they've basically only won one kind of game. Um, and that is, you know, holding the other team under 25 points and not falling behind. You know, those two elements, you know, if a combination of those two have, have spelled doom for the post-Brady Patriots. There's a script, right? Like, you just and, – and you know it when you see it. I mean, I hate to bring it up with the, with the preseason game, but, you know, against the Packers where it was like get a turnover inside their red zone, get a penalty, and that you know, and that's how they got their, their score with the first-team offense this summer. Um, you know, and, and you don't want to complain about the other team having a sloppy start and opening the door right out of the gate, but, you know, it's just – I think we've become – too familiar with what it's going to take this the narrow path to victory that the Patriots ha- have had these f- past few seasons where you know to, to I think the emailers points you know can, can we go through a game where things aren't going great you know and they're able to turn them around we haven't seen a lot of that uh, I think Mac has what you know one fourth quarter comeback I think the Chargers game back in, in 2021 I think that's the only one um, you know where he, he's helped lead the team from behind and, it's, and a, it's a team was thing a pick six yeah like I mean let's you got to say it the no. way it is I mean even even the games that they've come from behind he had less to do with than the rest of the team yeah and I, again it's 25 or more points yeah I I, I still there's ha- a zero in the left hand column if the other team scores 25 yeah. or more I still have this notion that that Mac is going to be a quarterback that you can win with. I don't think, just based on what I've seen here through the first couple of seasons, that he is his ceiling is a guy that is going to go out there and win you multiple games. And there, look, th- that's a big ask. That that is something that 
you can only say about a few quarterbacks in the league in any given year, oh, that guy will win you some games this year. So I, I don't think it's necessarily a, a huge knock on him to say that. And having a quarterback that you can win with, that's a very good thing. And I, and I think his ceiling is is being that guy. To say that he would never go out there and win you a game? No, I don't believe that. I, I believe he will at some point. Yeah. Will he do it consistently? I just don't know if that's his game. Yeah, well, I think I think it starts tonight in that you've got Bill O'Brien back. And, you know, maybe it, it isn't this particular game, but I think as he gets going with the season and he starts to develop – comfortable you know comfortability in the offense and you know just knowing what they're doing offensively that you know maybe that that can you know kind of uh you know sow the field so to stay and and you know give him the confidence he needs then to you know be able to perform like that at the end of some of these games when the game is on the line and it's all right we need to drive right now right. you know he's really feeling it in the offense and, and he's able to move the ball around and know what he's doing so but we'll see it's going to start tonight i think that's you know just one of the things that I'm excited to see is just, you know, how does Bill O'Brien put him in position to be successful? I saw, you know, a Twitter thread this week talking about Bill O'Brien's use of empty and just, you know, the ability yeah. to put guys, see where the, the entire defense, um, you know, use a little motion with the running back and, and really try to decipher the, the defense before the snap. And I think that's always been the promise with Mac, his head. And, you know, when he's paired with a really smart offensive coordinator who knows exactly what he wants to do, you know, what does that look like again? We saw a little bit of it as a rookie with Josh McDaniels, but now he's a third-year quarterback and he's with a new offensive coordinator who's doing a lot of the stuff that he was comfortable with in college. So I'm excited to see how that all comes together here tonight. Uh, I'm not going to get into this a lot because I don't want Morrell to uh, drop the Sam Elliott weather uh, drop on me, but let's just say, <laughs> let's just say the radar doesn't look good. <laughs> I don't All know. right. Well, hey, we'll be inside, right? If it's if it's, if it's <laughs> raining heavily outside right now, it's gonna be it's. Are you fucking weatherman? See, there it is. <laughs> thank you. Again, we're setting the scene here. Morel. I mean, he's got a radar. He basically is a weatherman. I, thank you. He's got a radar. What else do you need? Um, I tell you what, we need is to talk to Spee in Fresno. Spee, thanks for joining the Patriots pregame show, fueled by Duncan. What's up, Spee? It's my pleasure to be here. Uh, <laughs> um. I have a half-baked question. Um, it's kind of a loser's mentality, but if you if you're just to look at the Patriots this game in isolation, like forgetting about the Eagles, forgetting about ultimately the outcome of this game, um, I'm wondering what are some things that you're just hoping to see from the Patriots themselves tonight? Like like for example, I'm hoping that they'll have more touchdowns than field goals. And it's, so it's kind of a loser's mentality, but. If you have anything that kind of pops for you guys like that that you just hope to see from the Patriots? Um, I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. I, I would start with what one of the emailers said earlier. It's like, let's you don't have to be mistake-free, but how about, you know, stay away from the, the, the pre-snap stuff. Stay away from, you know, too many men. If, you, if you're going to be up against it, as you are in this first matchup of the season, you want to go out there. You don't want to embarrass yourself on Tom Brady night. There are a few better ways to embarrass yourself than by a bunch of dumb mistakes yeah. that lead to dumb penalties. Uh, that would be the first thing on my wish list. I, I mean, I would just blow that up into, you know, don't do the things that you beat yourself. Don't beat yourself tonight. Yeah. And, it, you know, and I think that usually that's an obvious one. But I think in week one, as we're seeing with some of these games, that they're, you know, sloppy back and forth, kind of low-scoring affairs. So I, I expect this will be a similar one, similar one. Yeah, and I, I do worry about those lines up front too. I, you know, and I, I go back to what Chris was talking about before he uh, before he was wrapping up. I I, I think that's going to be a key, and it's stuff that I often poo poo. So people are probably going to be thinking it's strange that I'm talking so much about the line play, but you know, I, I I think the fact that the 
the Eagles haven't gotten much work and the Patriots has been banged up as much as it has been is cause for concern because there's no way you're going to get guys. The Patriots are not going to have five guys that haven't played all summer just be able to go out there and play every play. Yeah. Like Michael Owenu, David Andrews, Trent Brown, these guys, Cole Strength, these guys are not going to be able to play 65 plays today. No. There's no, no way. No matter what, you're getting a couple rookies on the offensive line playing some snaps tonight, no right. matter what. And I mean, you, uh, sorry, Speed, just very quickly. Um, in terms yeah. of, you know, the practice report and, you know, who was limited and who was still listed, I'm like, I'm not sure. We think we know what the offensive line is going to be, but we don't know until we actually get the list and see who's out there. So go ahead, Speed. Uh, well, I was just going to ask with the weather uh, and that, that being a factor, I mean, in, in recent history, I guess, I think you guys have mentioned it, um, that you know, the Patriots have fared better against good competition in bad weather games. And I'm wondering, say, for instance, specifically with the line play, I mean, is it a bit of a is, – is it kind of democratized what happens out there if you have the weather interfering, like Fletcher Cox can't get off as intensely, stuff like that? I still, I still go back to this because going back to the Buffalo game a couple of years ago, if you have something that – you know, something elemental that does a lot to level the playing field, no pun intended, right. Mother Nature, whatever that, I will take Bill Belichick in that game and immediately like the chances much more if there is some – outside force that helps to see i'll take the lesser talented team i think it's an equalizer um yes that's, and I, I i but agree. i'll take yeah. bill either way yeah i i just say like i i agree with you in general but i don't think it's as much about bill as what the other team can't do they can't they can't use mm-hmm. their advantages mm-hmm. like they have better players and they're not being able to play better because of the the elements do you know what i'm saying like that's why it's a, to me it's an equalizer yeah like and i and, yeah, and when i'm and i'm not talking about if it's time. like i don't know if it's just raining out I, or I don't know if we got like that Monday night game against Baltimore in the Cam Newton year when all of a sudden it looked like we were all going to be taking Noah's Ark home. <laughs> like it was raining to that extent. Now, you can't just <laughs> operate normally when it's raining like that. If it's just raining right now, that's not an out for the Eagles. The Eagles should be able to play if it's raining. You know, I'm not going to give them an out unless it's like the weather. You just look and you say, well, you can't play in this. I mean, you know, no one can play in this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I do think there's a difference in the weather. Like, the winds the night in Buffalo completely changed the game. Yes. And who did it change it for? It changed it for Buffalo because the Patriots don't want to throw the ball anyway. They were right. perfectly content yeah. throwing the ball three times that night. That's, you know, so I think it just plays to the inferior team because the other team, the reason the other team's superior, in theory, is mitigated because you can't use the, those those yeah. things as much as you might want to do. I still think Jalen Hurts is – is a big problem. That's why if it's just raining right yeah. now, I'm not giving Philadelphia an out. I agree with you, Mike. Yeah. I think they should be able to run the ball in bad weather. They're a, they're a bad weather team. Right. There's nothing there, Jalen. Just run. Yeah. <laughs> you know, go. You now, certainly, I mean, that doesn't mean if you're a Patriots fan, you're not rooting for, you know, a good storm. I think that helps. Yeah. Any little bit helps. And maybe Hardy's right. Maybe Belichick has the secret sauce in bad weather. Maybe yeah. maybe it's maybe uh, that's the it, difference between a two yeah. score loss and a one score loss. All right. You're, you're really not oh, pre- now, it's week 1. So did you not hear the amount of enthusiasm I brought to the table? <laughs> Paul's bringing it Spee. I mean, we're we're all just trying to catch up. are all poo poo and everything. Juice. I got to get the juice. All right, thanks Spee. <laughs> yep, bye. All right, we'll talk to you. You know what this could really affect? What we've heard is going to be taking place in the pregame which has to do with a certain guest of honor yeah. here today. He's here, by the way, yeah. as we see. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, there he is. Tom Brady arrived at Gillette Stadium. 
And he is walking in. Uh, yeah, that's one of the E-love uh, that entrances family? right there. That's the E3? I think it's Everyone E2. sucks but me. E2. I think it's E2 because the stairs will be on the other side. Can we say what we've heard he's going to be doing pregame? Are we allowed to say that? No. I don't know. <sighs> I, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I do, so I'm going to eliminate myself from, from this okay. conversation. Well, there's so as to stay employed. <laughs> okay. That's just, the, the, the weather might affect the, the plans for what they have yeah, planned like, for Tom Brady in the pregame. Yeah. Think fire. Like you can't light fire in the rain. Harness dangling above the stadium, <laughs> dangling from a helicopter. You're launch him in. Just something high up there, okay? Paul doesn't even want me to say that. All right. Uh, just um, like interesting stuff that that probably uh, interests me and only me. The Ravens just scored a touchdown to take a touchdown lead over over Houston at thirteen to six. Yeah. They chose to go for two. Okay. To make it a nine point game and a two score game, rather than just settling for the extra point and a fourteen to six lead. They got it. They converted. Uh, thoughts? Is eight not good enough? You need that's nine. That's Harbaugh, I guess. No, that, that, that's that's an analytics yeah. special. That's that's in page one of the analytics book. Yeah, but a, it, lot, a lot of people say that when uh, you know up seven, go for two to make it nine. Uh, I'm just wondering what you guys think you, about it. I, I, don't th- know. I think they're. I think you have to factor in the opponent too. It's a strong analytics play. Yeah, well, it's a strong those, analytics it's a play, but it's, opponent. A, but it's also your yeah, you're playing the Texans. I mean, does, does that increase your odds of converting on that two point conversion? Well, the fact that you're playing the Texans on a day that they're clearly the Texans, I, I mean, are clearly playing well because they only had seven points in the middle of the third quarter heading into that drive. So um, I don't know. I'm kinda, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I'm, I'm kind of torn. Kinda like, I, I'm kind of torn like you, Paul. Like on one hand, I'm like, just don't overthink it. Just take the take the point. But I also think like, don't slip into just conventional thinking of like, just take the point. When if you really feel like, hey, we got a really good quarterback who's going to make these two point conversions, yeah. uh, uh, you know, more than and a, that, a that's 50, Hardy's, 50 that's Hardy's point. I think that he's trying to make. Um, yeah. Hardy, by the way, off to a strong start in the pre pregame show. I was thinking Thanks that too. I, I think you. that's. I mean, like you, you a lot of maybe you feel really good about. Going, you know what what you have in mind to go against Houston, and you're superior. You you I'm going to get two yards. And I mean, did. just go into the they season saying, "Hey guys, we're going to go for a lot of two points this year, and that's just how it's going to be. And we're going to put in a lot of two point plays, and you know we're really going to prepare this summer." I, I mean, I don't I don't hate it, but there's still a part of me that's like, just don't overthink it. Just take the points, and it's in the long run, it's going to add up to more anyway. But well, you do you, Baltimore. Since they converted, and I have them in a survivor pool for Week One, I like it. You know, I'll just take it very, very but selfishly. But if you had the here. Texans, you'd be like, "This is stupid." Yeah, <laughs> the stupid idiot. <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Henrik doing Henrik in Norway. Hello, Henrik. Henrik, thanks, thanks for <laughs> thanks for joining us. Thank, no, no problem at all. It's uh, it's always great listening to the pregame show and uh, everything that Patriots Unfiltered uh, provides with content. It's great. Well, thank, thank you, thank, you. For, thank, thank you. you for joining us. How are things in Norway? Uh. They're pretty. They're pretty nice. Okay. Good. All right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good. All right. What do you got on the game well, today? Uh, um, well, I'm, I'm, I was very excited um, to learn that Mac Jones, Tom Brady, have been meeting up, and I was wondering, do you guys have any thoughts on Tom Brady influencing Mac Jones, maybe mentoring him? Yeah. Well, I think there's. Uh, there's a, a bigger question about how if, if Mac reacts any differently with Tom Brady in the building today in terms of actual mm-hmm. mentorship, who knows? You know, maybe maybe decades from now, 
after Mac has a long and illustrious career, he could point back to something that Tom, ba- uh, Tom Brady told him or said to him or advised him on. But my gut tells me in terms of today's game, uh, the, the bigger factor might be is Mac affected at all by this big Tom Brady celebration and honoring going on in the building. And my, my gut is to say no. It, it Mostly it's happening during halftime and, that you know, the players won't even see it or recognize it. But it's it's hard to remove the human element entirely from the situation. And they all know what's happening. Mac Jones is the quarterback. They know that there's the, the traffic out on Route 1 today and all the stuff and a, a lot of the conversation. Hell, half of the conversation about the game this week has been about Tom Brady. And to say that, that Mac is yep. completely unaffected by it, I think you're lying to yourself. I, th- I think he has to be. Yeah, and I think he probably wants to just get through it like a lot of people do. If You know, there's so much – I mean, I assume football wants to just get through this game too because there's just so much, you know, sideshows kind of going on with this one. It's hard for them to just focus on football. But, I, you know, I, I know that they've been talking. I felt like Mac downplayed that a little bit. Like, I think he mentioned in passing, you know, they did talk to him. But I don't think that this is like Tom Brady consistently working with him I don't or think, anything. I don't think there's much Like there, that, you know. And, and I also would just say to Mac, like – I think he does a lot of what Brady did, like in terms of being maniacal about the extra work that he does, that, that, you know, in early, all that stuff. Like he just seems like he's doing all the right things off of the field. It's just, you know, I don't, I don't think Tom can really share that much with him. All right. Henrik, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. All right. Oh, sorry. Henrik. I don't know if he got your Hendrick reference, but I I really appreciate it. It was more for you. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, Nick in Wisconsin had emailed something about that also, and you can uh, email us too, uh, webradio at patriots.com. He said, I feel like it's way different when a superstar is going against you on the field compared to when they aren't playing and they're just watching you. So how does Mac handle that? Again, if it were just some random week and, oh, Joe Montana's in the building, okay, it's half of what's being talked about. I agree with that in terms of the game. I, I think you're a thousand percent right. There's been very little analysis of this game that hasn't involved what they're doing at halftime with Brady. Right. Um, but I, I don't think it has a huge impact on Mac Jones. I, I just, I don't, I think Mike is right. I think the team's probably going to be in the locker room at halftime when all that's going on. I, I mean, he just got here now. Nobody, you know, he's not going to go hang out with them in the locker room before. I mean, I, I'm sure pregame they'll probably cross paths with them on the field, which I don't know what they're doing. But maybe if they're launching Brady, what was <laughs> what was it they're doing? To I don't know. But I, I I I do think that it's a little bit of a something hanging over them today, just generally, not maybe even specifically Mac. But it's you know it's hard to not honor Tom Brady who had so much success here and not you know hope that this team represents itself well going against a very very good team that has a very difficult challenge for them today what what i've heard and paul doesn't want me to say it what i've heard is that he is going to come in on a glider which is also part mm. of his uh see now i have lightning to step lightning lessening the carbon footprint initiative which is one of his new things <laughs> he's going to land on top of the new lighthouse escape from new york style you remember yeah. how snake Plissken? of course Got back yeah. into the walled city of New York. It seemed a little bit far-fetched at the time, but I'm, I'm ready to go with it today. Landing a glider on top of one of the World Trade Center towers. That's uh, that's how he uh, got uh, back in, right? Kind of overacted in that one a little bit, you think, Kurt Russell? A little bit little bit over the top there with that Snake Plissken, you know, it was eye the, patch and gra- gravelly voice. And You know what? It was the 80s. <laughs> it was a simpler time. Who directed that? You must know. That's like John Carpenter, I think. I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, and they worked together again in The Thing. The Thing. Yeah. yeah. 
Good Un- stuff. A underrated movie, The Thing. Assault on uh, uh, Precinct 51. Is that what it's called? There's That's ha- another one of his. Haven't seen it. That's a good one. Okay. They remade it, though. I'll look at that. Yeah. We should do Kurt Russell uh, conversation while Paul's out of the room. <laughs> Any other? Miracle. I mean, that's acting one, but yeah, it's, you know, it's a classic. It's a, it's a, it's a classic overboard. Oh, big fan of overboard and Kurt Russell's work in that. All of it. All of it. Um, who's a better, uh, big trouble in little China. Okay. Another cult cult classic. Great one. Who's a better Wyatt Earp, Kurt Russell or Kevin Costner? Who I I'm going to go Kurt Russell on that one. Um, I think I always like Tombstone. It's, it's a fun movie. Yeah. The other one's a little bit longer and a little bit more of a drag, isn't it, with the Kevin Costner one? Kevin Costner's wider, but it's a really good movie, but it is... It, 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 you know, it's like, it, I'm your Huckleberry. You got a lot of lines from, from Tombstone that are quality, you know, takeaways. Um, yeah, but, you know, Dennis Quaid's, Dennis Quaid's uh, Doc Holliday is very good. It's just that everything, everything so about Tombstone... Yeah, Val Kilmer's Doc better. Holliday. I think people just like it more. It's more fun. Sam Elliott. You know, you got the brothers. Uh, the whole movie's more fun. <laughs> Tombstone. Got <laughs> Kurt Russell. Oh yeah. Any other Kurt Russell? Anything? Anyone? No? Mm-hmm. We all done? Okay. Yeah, I think that's it. There's our Kurt Russell talk. Oh wait. Breakdown. Oh. That's a good one. Uh very good. Uh JT Walsh as the truck driver uh-huh. in uh-huh. Uh, Breakdown. Yeah. Evil. Very tense. Very tense movie. Oh. It's <laughs> ah. <laughs> Make you think twice about uh driving yourself across the southwest. Absolutely. It will. All right, let's go to Michelle in South Carolina. Michelle, my friend, my buddy, what's happening? And of course, she's no, not. She's, there. she's burning time right now. I know Michelle in South Carolina. The going clock, once. The clock is. Hi, hi, oh. hi, okay. Tommy. <laughs> what were you doing? Happy Brady Day. Happy first football game. It is both of I those am things. So excited. I can tell. <laughs> um. Quick, I have a question about um, how we're going to um, go after Hertz with um, our our rush attack. Because I know, I think if you can get him to run to his left, that I think you have a better chance of getting him out of his rhythm. Because I know if if you run him to his left, he doesn't have as much accuracy throwing the ball. And I think it's an easier way to get him down than having him run out to his right. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this one to Deuce because I don't I. And if that's the scouting report on Jalen Hurts, good for you, Michelle. I hadn't heard that. I just I I think he's dangerous regardless of where he's going. Is there any benefit to get him moving in that direction? Deuce? I mean, I don't. I sure. I mean, I think that's most quarterbacks are. You know, they, they'd rather roll right than left. Sure. Um, but I I just you know I think it speaks to the bigger point. Of go get him. You know, get Barmore out there, get Daniel Aquale out yeah. there, get Keon White out there. Um, you know, get. You know, I, I'm fine with with Godshaw being you know one of the starters in the middle, but you know, I, I'd like to see more of Barmore, Aquale, those guys getting upfield, just going after him. And, and I mean, it sounds great to force him to the right, but I'll get, force him anyway. Can they get up the middle at him with with the Eagles um, front five? Yeah, it's 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 a challenge. No question, you know. They, I mean, they do have you know a new guard in there, um, but overall, I just think it's it's they're going to make some plays, and you're not always going to get to him. But I think it just it starts with a theme of aggression and trying to go after him and get him, and not sit back and kind of wait and try to you know keep him in the pocket and make him read it. And I just I think that's a recipe for disaster. I think they need to be 
you know, more aggressive, frankly, than, than they usually are on early downs tonight. So we'll see how it comes up. I mean, a lot of people have been talking about, you know, we've seen Bill Belichick game plans in the past derail some of, you know, the most, you know, prolific offenses in history, a couple of Super Bowls, you know, one with the Giants, one with the Rams. So what's he got tonight in his back pocket? I mean, is, is they, they, they got to they got to dust something off to, to make Jalen Hurts uncomfortable. And even then, I think it's a back and forth game that's going to come down to the end. All right, Michelle, thanks for the call. We'll, ch- we'll check in. Day, All right, we'll check in with you during the week, Tamara. Now joining us here in Studio 2 as we go to Pat in Agawam. Cousin Patty, what's happening, buddy? What's going on, everyone? How are you? Uh, I'm at a birthday party, but uh, I had a question, and I'm sorry if you guys covered this already, but you see them uh, singling up Jonathan Jones on Devontae Smith and giving uh, Christian Gonzalez some help over the top with A.J. Brown and... That's my question and my statement. I said this during the week. I felt like Parker was going to play. I think Booty and, and Gusecki are going to have big games. That's all I got. Let's freaking go. Let's get this win. All right. Well, just uh, to jump in real quick, quite quite, quite the news with the inactives. Uh, what do you got for us? Both Cole Strange and Michael Onwenu are inactive, uh, along with Devontae Parker, Anthony Jennings, uh, Sam Roberts, and Sean Wade. So Cole Strange, Michael Onwenu out. Both of them out. Um, and you know me, Hardy. I like to print a little depth chart. I like to keep it. What, so I always once know you, once I'm going to cross off Strange and a Wenyu, and now I'm left with. So give me give me the offensive line. Ah, uh, so I, I, all right. Let's go with what we know. Trent Brown and David Andrews, left tackle and center. We got those two. As for guards, um, I mean, based on my depth chart, it's Antonio Maffi, and I'm not sure who the other guard is going to be. Um, you know, James Ferentz not elevated from the practice squad. Cody Rusi not elevated from the practice squad. You have Jake Andrews, primarily a center last year in college. Um, saw him a little bit at guard this summer, not a lot. Uh, I guess I guess it's Moffy Andrews Andrews in the middle, and then maybe Calvin Anderson. Um, City So then is maybe the rotational guy. This oh, is I'm wow. I'm throwing darts at the dartboard here. Wow. I'm not sure um, you know what they're gonna do. So really disappointing. I mean Cole Strange got hurt within the first like 15 minutes of pads coming on this summer, and. You know, didn't leave the field, was kind of doing stuff. Like, it seemed like, oh, he looks like he's going to be okay. It, looked, it didn't look like a, much of a thing. Not okay. Not okay. So he's, um, you know, both those guys are still working their way back. I think we all just assumed and hoped that Unwenyu would at least be healthy enough to go since he started practicing right after the final preseason game. Um, but that's, uh, but this is, it's, it's going to be a surprise to me as to what the offensive line looks like for warmups. I uh, feel like I just walked into a dumpster fire. Uh, well, I mean, Cole Strange and uh, Michael. smell like a dumpster out. fire in here? Hold on. That, I mean, um, does that does that sound like a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, uh, do you take I mean, as a challenge? I, I feel like this goes kind of with my key to the game that probably oh, yeah. made no sense to you guys. Wait, um, well, we had our we had so our theories. We had our th- theories. My yeah. key was call Bob the Builder because Bob the Builder, according to his theme song, he can fix anything. So we should give him a call so he can fix our offensive line so that we can hopefully see the actual Bill O'Brien offense run tonight. Like Bob Bill O'Brien Bob or just the other Bob the Builder? The he- Bob the Builder, the little cute little animation. All right, but so that nothing works to do too. with Bob. That works too. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, Bob the Builder and Bill O'Brien, same thing. <laughs> you know Bob the Builder is not a documentary. It's a work of fiction. <laughs> it's a but children's show for children. The children's show, it works. <laughs> Can he fix it? Yes, he can. And I hope Bill O'Brien can fix it with, you know, yeah. a makeshift offensive line. Hope he can shuffle the deck and make this work. But um, this sucks. 
He's got his work cut out for him. It is a Uh, lot of work to be done. Go ahead, Deuce. I was just going to say, too, Parker, uh, you know, we mentioned we thought he might be inactive. So I think that that, you know, that is a little bit of a blow for them. Mac has no problem throwing the ball up to Parker. It's just something that's out of the book today. I'm I'm surprised by Jennings, too. I just thought he's a good rotational run-stopping, you know, solid, had a real good summer uh, as an outside linebacker. So really it's, you know, Judon Anuche, and and that's kind of it on the outside. Of course, you know, Bentley Tavai, they'll they'll go onto the edge a little bit as well. But, um, you know, just uh, it's hard to get past. But the defensive line that they're facing without either of your top two guards, you're likely going to be starting maybe two rookies, and you're going to probably have a third one rotating in. So it's uh, hopefully those guys have had a good couple weeks getting ready for this. And if you're looking at your screen right now, you are not seeing things. Cole Strange, Michael Awenu, both inactive, along with Devontae Parker, Anthony Jennings, Sam Roberts, and Sean Wade. Let's grab one more. That's right. Let's grab uh, one more call here before we listen to our and uh, see our top 12 Tom Brady Patriots moments. Kendall in North Carolina. Hi, Kendall. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. good. Thanks for calling. What do you got for us? Yes, sir. I, I watch our show every week, man. I do a good job. Appreciate um, it. I want to ask, because based off how I feel about the offseason and based on this season, do the Patriots have to actually win games this year, or do they just or does the product on the field have to look better than the, than the um, disaster it was last year? Because I'm kind of like, I don't want to get into that. The more victory, like if we lose today, but it's not bad, and it's a more victory. So are we playing to win games, or are we just playing just not to get embarrassed and look better than last year? Yeah. Well, no, I, I think it's definitely to win games, and I, I don't think you can go out there and go six and eleven and look good in you know most of those eleven losses and have everybody slapping each other on the back and saying mission accomplished. <laughs> no, I think mm-hmm. I think it's at the very least uh, a winning season. Um, I don't think the, the the owner has really backed off much on his expectations for the team, which were a couple of years ago winning a playoff game or even as, as recently as this past winter, winning a playoff game to making the playoffs. That's still the expectation, and for that, I mean, you're looking at minimum of 10 and 7. So that's, that, that's what it is. That's the, that's the bar they've, they've, uh, they've set from ownership, and I think, that's what, I think that's what they're looking at doing. And if you go out there and you're, you're sub 500, I don't think that's going to be good enough for, for most, most people around here. I appreciate that. Do you think there's a lot of pressure on them to win today with Brady been there? Or, I mean, I know the expectation of not how this game, they're already underdogs, but do you think as long as they keep it competitive, they, they'll be all right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think so. I mean, I just think we haven't really seen them put up a great fight against a really good team, uh, you know, in a couple of years. I mean, they're, you know, yeah. they're 500 going back right. to 2020. So, you know, of course, there's always pressure. Hardy's right. You, you got to win. I mean, I, I could say – you, you could come out of the season with a worse record than you had last year and maybe feel better about the team. I don't know what that means. I mean, it's certainly I don't you want to make can. the I don't but. think you can. I really don't. And, Kendall, thanks for the call. I, I'm sorry. You know, you can, you can look at if you're still losing, why are you losing these games? It's either due to lack of personnel, lack of execution, lack of game planning, something. You'll be able to point to specific reasons why. You're not, we are not going to we, – we've done enough of these to know. We're not going to sit back after a loss and say, oh, the Eagles are just so much better football team and, oh, shucks, we'll get them next week. That's no. not how this works. It's not how the fan base works. It's not how the coaches work. It's not how owners look at things. Yeah. They're not going to give them a, a pass for going – 
six and eleven or even seven and ten and saying, you know what, these guys played their hearts out and they did as well as they could. It won't be good enough. No, and it's it's year four too. I mean, you know, they they've had some time since Brady left to, you know, I think you know maybe reasonably people gave him a pass for twenty twenty. You know, I I I sure did. Um, you know, aside from COVID, just you know the situation the team got in, I don't think anybody expected them to just watch Tom Brady walk out the door and then the next year you're right back in the AFC Championship. Um, but there does have to be some kind of progress being made, and there does have to be some sense of stacking talent, especially in the draft, which is just the theme that I've hammered, and that's why I think they're in this position that, you know, to begin with was missing on those drafts, 17, 18, 19, you know, and now, unfortunately, the 22 draft just isn't really looking all that great with Thornton and Strange kind of starting the year off injured. So they they, they, they just have to show the, the, the foundation and the makings of something this year. And, you know, I, I agree with everything you said, Hardy, but – there's also just a, a, an eyeball test that's going to happen today that says, does this team look like they're at least primed to really be competitive this year? I hope that's what we come away saying, win or lose. And I don't count them out of winning this game today. I truly don't because we've seen enough lackluster performances from good teams in the NFL you know, throughout the first three quarters or halves of these one o'clock games to think, oh, no, don't, don't throw in the towel on uh, just because you're facing the – uh, the defending NFC champs today? No, not yet. I, I mean, feel like it's funny that you brought that up because a lot of people I feel like already wrote your team out. You know, on Thursday night, Hardy. Um, it's a the lot of people. It's the exact opposite of what people were saying. The Lions are the darlings <clears throat> of the NFL, and a lot of people uh, pick them to at least cover. Uh, <laughs> um, Evan picked them to be blown out, but. I'm just a messenger. Shows what Evan knows. <laughs> uh, hey, Patriots fans. It's always game on with Duncan, which is why grabbing a coffee is the most important game day ritual because the best call for football is Duncan, the official coffee of the New England Patriots. America runs on Duncan. Please enjoy the top 12 Tom Brady Patriots moments here on the Patriots pregame show fueled by Duncan. Touchdown pass from their own one-yard line. Look at this. Brady's going to go with an empty backfield. Now that's putting the pressure on himself. Brady takes the snap, back to throw, gets rid of it down the field. Caught. 20-yard line. 30, 35, 40. Down the left sideline. He's going to go the distance. A 99-yard touchdown play. How about that? Unbelievable. How about that? Brady's back. That's your quarterback. Throws it to the end zone for Ken Brown Tompkins. Leaping. He's got it. Touchdown. Patriots. Unicorns. Show ponies. Where's the beef? Boy, when you thought you'd seen it all. When it's total despair. 14 years in the league. This situation after situation he's been through. And to elevate a rookie. My God. Would say that he's beginning to get his mojo back. Ready calling signals, play action fake. Back to throw. Fires it down the right side. Wide open. Wes Welker is going to walk into the end zone. Touchdown. Takes the handoff. Bosses it back to Brady on a flea flicker. Brady looking, throwing long and deep. And touchdown, Randy Moss. 41 yards. Flea flicker. 
Bears are unbeaten heading into the postseason. Fires it to the right, down the right sideline, and caught at the 20-15-10-5. Touchdown, Patriots! Tom Brady Randy to Moss. Randy Moss, and they each have set NFL records on the go-ahead touchdown. 65-yard bomb. Brady to Moss for Tom Brady. Touchdown pass number 50, an NFL record. And when you go to the well once too often, eventually it comes back to bite you. Dom throws for Gronkowski, pitch is made, touchdown Patriots! Throws to the left side for LaBelle, touchdown Patriots! What a throw from Tom Brady to Brandon LaBelle! And New England finally has the lead! Looks, stands, starts to run with it, he is down to the five and he's in! Stands in the pocket, fires to the near side, caught by David Patton. He's across the 25. And for a first down to the Oakland 22-yard line. Well, kick is up. Patriots <laughs> And they're bound for Super Bowl 53. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. A million dollars for picking players? That's a lot of money, DraftKings. You know how many jokes I got to tell to make a million dollars? Probably like a half of one. Take a free shot at a million dollars with DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. We exist to keep your body and mind moving. It's never too late to rise. Because everybody is a therabody. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless shaving in one efficient stroke. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. Field. 
Mayfield makes the catch on third and ten. In the pocket, throws down the middle. Gronk makes the catch at the 20, and he's tackled. Oh. Caught at the shoelaces by Barry as he's he skids it. to the 15. Runs it left for the win! Touchdown, Patriots! And they're bound for Super Bowl 53! What a call, Sosie! We're going back, baby! Setback. Back to throw. Brady fires. End zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown in the end zone. Flags go down after the play. Rabel. It's Rabel. Mike Rabel. <laughs> All right. And the Patriots are world champions again. 24-21. Did he make the catch? He it. did! You got to be kidding me! Throws it for Amendola! Yeah. Touchdown, Patriots! He backs up. He steps up. He throws down the middle. In traffic. Catch by Edelman. First down grab in front of Alford. Toss sweep right for James White. Cuts it up to the right arm. Cuts it upfield. Driving forward. It's diving to the goal line. It's still a touchdown. And a title for the Patriots. I can't believe it. up in the pocket starts to run with it throws over the middle it is caught there out to the 21 yard line stands in the pocket steps up fires down the field caught troy brown at the 40 fires over the middle caught by jermaine wiggins down to the 30 yard line of st louis throws the ball to the ground with seven seconds left adam vinatieri 48 yard field goal attempt set to go snap ball down kick up kick is on the way and it is Fourth Lombardi Trophy is headed to one Patriot place. The Patriots 28 and the Seahawks 24. Second down snap to Brady. Drops back. He lobs it to the right side for Gronkowski. Has a step. Has a touchdown. Patriots. Short drop. Quick throw. Edelman makes the grab left side. Moves inside. Slips a hit. Julian trips oh. under two more defenders and dives to the 42 of Seattle. Tom Short drop. Looks left. Throws for Edelman. Touchdown. Patriots. They're back in the lead in Super Bowl 49. And the New England Patriots are on to a celebration. Thanks to a job well done. A fourth Lombardi trophy is headed to one Patriot place. 
Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. Believe it or not, there are tens of people listening and watching right now. Tens and just... tens of people. I don't know, some of them have been weighing in on Better Off Dead already. Well, I mean, not, well, one, and it's our webmaster, but, but, some, but someone is weighing in on it. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. Well, I hope you enjoyed those uh, Tom Brady top 12 Patriots moments uh, as voted on by everybody, but uh, hard to argue with number one there, the oh, the, the win over Seattle. Really? Uh, really? Hard I, to argue because you argued with every other one? <laughs> well, I, th- I mean. We got a lot of 28 to 3. 28 to it. 3, yeah. but I, that's as much about James White as I think it is Tom Brady. Well, plus, it was as oh, much about like, Atlanta as anything else. I, I like, mean, I think the Seattle game, oh. I thought the Kansas City AFC Championship game, I thought should have been higher. Oh, uh, that yeah. I got overruled by a lot of things. Okay, as but you, as you can tell, not what, the least of which was having my name spelled wrong on the uh, production of it. But, you know, what are you going to do? 1L? 24 years. Was it 1L? Yeah. They double R'd them, probably. Two R's, two R's, 1L they put. It's Wait, ridiculous. Ooh. Your name was really spelled wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Would you be outraged? Could you that? spell Perillo right now for us? No. <laughs> but this but is why. I, I'm just a little hurt. This is why B-R-O-W-N. you work smarter, not harder, and you copy and paste. So what I always do when I'm making lower thirds, I either go to the roster, go to someone's Twitter, go to like their email, whatever, copy, paste. Okay. What type of work were you doing when you came up with your key to the game of Bob the Builder? I'm just, I was that smarter? Was that harder? Which was she that? She was babysitting. It was smarter. <laughs> okay. First all of all, right. I had my key in before all of you. Okay? Maybe maybe an extra couple of minutes next time. I don't know. You're call a hater. The, call Bob the Builder. You're a hater. Do you know what she meant by that, Paul? She really meant the Bob the Builder, the cartoon. Yeah. and But what is the... Because? What was the extrapolation? In the theme song? Can we fix it? Yes, we can. Yes. And uh, so I you know the song. Build. I sang it when we did it. I don't know the song. No one listens to me. I, I can't I spell d- my name right. No so I brought you napkins. You're singing. I brought you napkins. I did a nice thing for you, so you don't have to give me the glare. <laughs> that is true. He did do that. Thank you. I she, roll. She gave you them. Hmm. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Patriots pregame show, which is fueled by Duncan. Also, thank you to Bridgestone, official tire of the New England Patriots. Proud to partner with Sullivan Tire, New England's headquarters for quality Bridgestone tires. Visit SullivanTire.com to find a location near you. Oh, my God. Uh, Red Zone Paul, what do you got for us? But Pickens just made another one of those catches. He's been making them all summer. They said he was out of bounds. But this is, like, this is just ridiculous. All right, we will get back to the phone calls here at 855-PATS-500. Wow. Uh, emails, webradio at patriots.com. Austin is in Tennessee. Thanks for holding, Austin. What's going on? Austin? Oh, somewhere. somewhere. Fred? Fred Kirsch is just smiling from ear to ear. Beep, beep, beep. That's fine. Austin, if you're listening, call us back. We couldn't Evidently, hear you. Evidently, uh, J.K. Dobbins feared to have torn his Achilles, according to Rappaport. Ooh. Oh. Oh. It's a big loss for the Ravens. You haven't as had a they chi- tend to get um, every season. They get a lot of injuries to Baltimore. Paul, before we uh, continue on to the next phone call here, do you want to weigh in on the Patriots' inactives for today? Uh, yeah, I, I do. I think that the offensive line, um, we kind of thought before we knew about Cole Strange and Michael Wenyu was going to be a huge problem today. Didn't anticipate any of those guys being able to go wire to wire. Now I don't even know for sure who would be – the other starting guard. I think Mafi, Antonio Mafi, will start at one of the guards, but did they move City so to guard where he played for the majority of his time in college? Hasn't really played any guard in, um, in camp. Or do you put Jake Andrews, who I think has been thoroughly unimpressive 
from what we've seen. Um, and then you have the two newcomers that have been tackles but haven't really played any football at all in Federian Lowe and Tyrone Wheatley. I, I think you're probably going to go, uh, I think, Mafi and So. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know how this is gonna. I mean, every time unfold. they talked about So, it was like he's been working at tackle. He's like they seem like he's a tackle. When we see him, he's been at tackle. I've never. I didn't. I don't remember seeing the him only, play. Maybe in, in OTAs. Maybe. And I think you're gonna need more than, uh, you know, more than two tackles because I don't think Trent Brown and Calvin Anderson oh, yeah. should be relied upon to play. No, it seems like wire low, to wire. So low, low and, probably gonna low get Wheatley. some snaps, but it's it's tenuous right there on the offensive line, and and that's just them. That's not even factoring that they're going against this defensive front i mean what i would hope for is that they anticipated this earlier in the week or even last week and they've been getting work outside of the media portions of practice and they've got some familiarity with that with that because otherwise yikes that could be a real i mean I, you know, real and, situation and, and, and we'll have warm-ups you know coming up and you know i'm sure people up top will be looking down to see what 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 it looks like what the starting five is looking like in warm-ups that'll maybe give us a little bit of an insight into what's going on all right let's go to jack and narragansett here on the patriots pregame show hi jack hey what's up hey, hey jack hi. i'm feeling good about the game tom brady's in the building and when tom brady's in the building we win we win. Can't argue with that. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. Except when he Tom was, Brady's around. Except when he played with the September. Buccaneers. Uh, yeah. That was one we yeah, didn't. Besides that. But, Tom <laughs> but Tom Brady wins. <laughs> when he's on our right. side, he wins. When Tom right. Brady's in the building, Tom Brady wins. You yes. can't argue with that. Jack is right. Okay. Yeah, I'm always right. Always All right. I don't know about that. I don't okay. know you well enough to make that looking comment. Looking a little rough. <laughs> Offense is looking a little rough. I think this will be a big game for Matt. He's going to go out there. I think he's going to have at least three 10-yard rushes. He's going to get the crowd going, and then we're going to have Brady come in at halftime. We're going to celebrate him and everything he's done for us. Then Max is going to come back out, and he's going to rip the Eagles to shreds. Foolproof. Let's okay. go. Wow. Okay. I All love right. it. I liked it better when yeah. we were just blanketly <laughs> saying the Patriots were going to win because Instead Tom of, Brady's there. <laughs> Instead of, like, multiple 10-yard runs. Details, yeah. um, I, was, I was feeling so much better uh, about everything until we started trying to piece together an offensive line for the game today. I'm like, I, who? who is that guy? I, I never heard of half these guys. When, when it's going to be rough. When you, like, really can't logically predict who the starting offensive line is, I right. think that's an issue. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, just to share, too, I saw Darrell Rivas. He's not at the Jets opener for tomorrow. He's gonna. He's here. Maybe I guess maybe he could have the Jets opener tomorrow. But he's here today. Saw uh, him, Jamie Collins, Tully Bantacane, few few of the uh, many, I'm sure, former Patriots teammates of Tom Brady here in the in building tonight. Oh, did you go out and say hello to him? Were you out there walking the halls? I, I, well, I went out there just to peek out at the rain, which is definitely still coming down quite heavily. Yeah. Um, and then I just like, hey, that looks like somebody ate Darrell Rivas. No, it is Darrell Rivas. Just kidding. I didn't. That was a shot. Oh. Not not letting up anytime soon, by the way. And I'm not. It's according to your radar. I'm not going to mention it again. I'm not going to give Morel the opportunity. Now? He's a weatherman. Yeah. See? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick, baby, love. What's going on, Nick? All right, Matt. Let me do one drop. Hardy, looking like new money. I love you it. You got a lifetime contract, according to Fred Kirsch. That's what he told me. Nice. Because that's my boy. Okay, I like so, it. And Perillo, Tamara is P E R I L L O. Right. A stone cold Italian like Nick Baby Love. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, right. I, look, look at, uh, I, I want to be able to say goodbye, but let me just speak my piece about my guy that is taking me through cancer treatment and everything. 
I love Tom Brady. And you know what? The Patriots are going to be all right. Don't freak out. The fact that if he doesn't get a statue, his number retired, a whole big picture or whatever hanging from the Raptors, you know what I mean? And whatever else, you know, that Mr. Kraft can do for him, um, this guy, you got to understand me. I've studied him my whole life. Do you understand the reason? Does anybody understand why he was so great? I mean, because uh, he was Italian? <laughs> no, no. Tom well, that's Brady part of great it. Because like Nick Salerno in the music business, he was down with the brothers. Do you realize for a few months he's been tutoring Deion Sanders' son? And this guy's going to be bigger in life, like I've repeated, than uh, him playing football was nothing. Tom Brady is an incredible human being, and we should be honoring him beyond belief because he brought the Patriots, which I've been watching since I was seven years old in 1960 when the franchise was bought by Billy Sullivan for $25,000 to prestigious billion-dollar franchise. I love you guys. And thank you so much for giving me the time. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate right. it. Way to bring the passion, as always, Nick. Good, good Brady tribute there. Uh, the the Brady um, ceremony at halftime. A, a lot has been, you know, talked about what's going on. The uh, Ro- Robert Kraft himself said something that would be something special and something unique, um, which has fueled a lot of speculation as to what that might be. I I mean. <laughs> We all expect a Tom Brady statue at some point, but that would not be unique. So what could possibly be taking place today at halftime that would that would qualify as a unique honor for Tom Brady? Well, your thing, right? Hang gliding, right? That's uh, well, no, not, not hang gliding, a glider. <laughs> oh, glider. A snake Plissken-esque <laughs> glider that lands on top of the new lighthouse. He talks. I don't even know what he means. Um, Deuce knows. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so what what are they going to do? What are they going to do at halftime? I, I try not to like, in you know the specific you know semantics of all those you know something like unique. Okay, if you really do you wanna, know, if you no, I don't know exactly what 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 what, what uh, Mr. Kraft was talking about okay. when he said that. But no, like, no yeah, I'm not the asking word you to tell us. It, it like indicates something that's never happened before. Like, what could they possibly do that's never happened before? Okay, well I have like, something. Okay. Well, it, I, it, it, like, hang, what, what is it? Glide, a glider? Hang, what, what is it? Gli- hang glider. Maybe it was more I'm of a try- zip oh, line. I think he I'm was saying sure. glider. You were saying it's rain. Hang, it's not the same hang glider. I'm trying, to be, I'm trying to be serious. And if, you know. Snake Plissken serious. But right. Okay. Right. Okay. What if they retired his number in stadium? There are no retired oh. numbers in stadium. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be cool. That would be, he would be the first number retired in stadium. Could that be, would that would qualify as unique to Gillette Stadium? Yeah, I think so. Maybe they, they maybe they un- unleash like a uh, and I can only say this because I have no idea. Maybe that's a big you know banner or something with twelve on it. Send me somewhere. Oh, here we go. Well, here we go. We have uh, that's the, not Tom Brady. That's the Mac. current quarterback of the New England Patriots, Mac Jones, and Mac uh, and your Bailey weather? Zappi back in. Um, Back in uniform, and also we have a look at uh, Ty Montgomery, one of our favorite guys to talk about, um, who um, ends up not really being all that relevant <laughs> after a while. But Ty Montgomery could be a guy that's a part of the offense. Today's today. the day. All, Today's the day. It is. You talked about um, 
you you talked about the loss of Parker, yeah. and you know I think a lot of people just sort of automatically say, well, well, Keishon Booty and Demario Douglas, and what do you think is a better likelihood, like? Ty Montgomery having a role or Keishon Booty having a role? Right, Ty Montgomery. And that's, you know, it's a conversation I've been having with people for over a year now where it's like, oh, can you try to sell us on Ty Montgomery? Like, look, I, I get I'm it. I'm not trying to sell I you. I get you. He's like, whatever he is, seven, eight years, has, you know, been around the league, hasn't been overly productive, but in every practice I've seen him in, he's heavily involved. He looks very comfortable. He looks good. Um, so, you know, last year he played one game. But I think, you know, it, it is certainly, I think you're totally right, Paul. I think he's going to be involved. He worked a lot with the wide receiver group, you know, during warm-ups for whatever that means. But it just shows they see him as such a versatile player. He's not just a, a running back who's going to catch the ball on third down. He's a guy that I think they're going to be comfortable putting him out there on all kinds of downs and maybe using him uh, in a way to, you know, to move him around to get matchups that Bill O'Brien wants. Um, do you guys want to spend any time at all about the roster shuffling and Zappy yeah, being called up? I th- I mean, it, it, the backup quarterback conversation is one that hopefully is only one for the preseason, but technically for another 40 minutes or so, so we're still in the preseason. So we can yeah. talk about it. And I think it was significant. I well, mean, they made, the quarterback they made transactions yesterday. Yes. So I think that makes it yep. significant for the opener. And for those that aren't aware, I mean, Bailey Zappi was – was signed to the active roster, not as an elevation from the practice squad. He was signed um, back to the active roster. Um, Matt Corral was placed on something called the exempt uh, left team. Mm-hmm. Is that the yeah. proper wording? Mike? Uh, it's, it's close. Exempt left yeah. team list. Um, and there's been a lot of speculation as to what exactly is going on there. Um, I, I think that one way to look at it could be that he was told he was, wasn't going to be having a role in this game and you know maybe that you know led to him sort of leaving the team exempt left uh, exempt slash left squad yeah. squad not team yeah. okay no yeah. whatever i mean yeah, i'm fine with that <laughs> team squad um but uh, i don't know exactly what the situation is with no. matt corral but um it looks like bailey zappy is back as the backup quarterback on the active roster ty montgomery also was was elevated from the practice squad um you know it's going to be yeah. interesting to see Signed to the roster, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. these different, you know, maneuverings on a week-to-week basis. Well, I think when they first cut Zappi, the assumption we all kind of made was that they were going to sign a veteran quarterback and that they were, you know, going to be, I think the the line was they're still in the market for a veteran quarterback, and I think everyone was a little bit surprised when they signed Matt Corral. But when they did, it felt kind of inevitable that Bailey Zappi would be elevated to be the backup quarterback, whether it was a practice squad elevation or if he got promoted to the active roster. That, uh, to me, it just seemed like that was bound to happen because there's no way Matt Corral was going to pick up the offense in a week and a half and, and, and have any degree of comfort of him being Mac Jones. Right, and backup. I know I got a lot of people like, well, why, well, why, what? You know, like, and it's like, no, you, you can't just take a quarterback and in a week's time have him be comfortable enough with the offense. So I didn't think there was any chance. However, I did think there was a chance that Corral could be part of, you know, yeah. like worth developing. Yeah. yeah. Part of the future Absolutely. in that way. Um so I don't know if this is a situation where Corral is just not happy that he's not the backup and left because he was upset, or, or just general. If the Patriots are looking right. to just release him and then he left and they can't release him now because he's yes, so they, well, like I don't know yeah. exactly. I don't know all the details of yeah his absence. Well, Bill O'Brien was saying you know he's been here morning, noon, and night. When Bill O'Brien spoke earlier this week, I think it was um, maybe Tuesday, but. I don't know. Maybe maybe he still comes back to the team. I don't know. I mean, maybe he wasn't, you know, ready to move up to New England and, and jump right in both feet. And I, I don't know. We'll he just have to wait and see. He can return at any time, but, uh, you know, teams are – they can't sign him right now. 
So it allows them to open up the roster spot without formally releasing. So you them. see these patches here. Uh, this is a new thing in the NFL. You're, you're looking right now at Demario Douglas. And so that patch on his right shoulder is um, is for all the guys playing in their first game in the NFL. So this will be this jersey will be given to him uh, and all the other rookies that are playing in this as his first game. Mike, as could a, you be a the deer and move your water bottle? Because oh, so I, I do not know of what you like, Well, of, it's not on the right speak. shoulder. It's above his right breast. Prestasis, yes. Okay, so let's. Okay. Demario okay. Douglas playing in his first game has a uh, patch has on a his patch. uniform to indicate that. Okay. Was this something that did I miss a meeting? Uh, no, it was a, it was an email just from the NFL, like kind of saying that this was a new thing they were doing yeah. for for rookies. And they probably sent it to a different email address. That yeah, well, they spelled it with a different spelling, two R's and one L. Because they said, well, wrong. I mean, how could Patriots.com not know how to spell the guy's name? He's been there twenty four years. <laughs> You've gotten a lot of mileage out of this one today. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's there's Booty. Not, not really meant to be a joke. <laughs> I bet Booty's got one too. You can see a little LSU pad there. Um, but maybe he has a little bit. I wasn't really expecting him to have much of a role today, but without any elevations at, at wide receiver and no Parker, he might. Uh, before we get to the over-unders, can I just say something about Dom Sausage, which is the official steak tip of the New England Patriots. You can order them online for nationwide delivery at domsausage.com. Use promo code PATS15 for 15% off. That's promo code PATS15. We had Dom Sausage steak tips delivered to the uh, Sports Hub last week. Oh, they're amazing. Oh, my word. Yep. I mean, you wouldn't think, ah, are they going to travel well? They travel well, okay? There. There's my extra Dom Boom. sausage endorsement I'm, right I'm there. I'm hoping we got some tips waiting for us up, up in that press box. Wouldn't that know? be nice? Mm -hmm. Maybe a little chicken with the bone in it. <laughs> some oh. roasted vegetables. Remind me to tell I, you a story off air about that. <laughs> the chicken with the bone? Yes. <laughs> I don't like the chicken with the bone. No, I don't either. I think I'm skipping it all together. Pull the meat off the bone. Yeah, no, there's no time for that. <laughs> Over-unders, let's do it. It's time for this week's edition of Over-unders. You're over me? When were you under me? So the preseason totals are being wiped out, but it does bear mentioning, since I like to bring up the uh, the Lions uh, preseason championship in 2008, 4-0, before they went to an 0-16 regular season, we should mention the Patriots, or the uh, the preseason over-under final results. Matt? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why? For the preseason totals, Paul, 14-4, Mike and Hardy, 11-7. I had an amazing Great week totals. three to uh, catch and tie do so so i feel like i'm on the come as I they say i went back and looked paul actually won two out of the three preseason weeks with a five and one record yeah great but it, it's preseason it but it means matter. nothing it now means nothing. we start fresh we start brand new let's come start on. fresh then mac jones passing yards 231 and a half all right uh you know i'm gonna this is more an indictment of the rain i don't i don't mean to say i think max can have a bad game but i'm gonna go with the under uh, i just think it's gonna be a, a run game matt's got to be a, a max got to be efficient um you know maybe a passing total a little bit below this you know but but a lot of completions but i'm gonna take the under on that one i, I will take the over um I'm going to assume that the rain is not such that teams can't throw the ball. Uh, so that's probably a big assumption that sitting in uh, the bowels of the stadium here and not really seeing the rain. Um, I just feel like they're going to be throwing the ball a lot in the second half. Uh, I'm going to go over also. I think there's a, there's a chance that uh, with this offensive uh, line, they're going to be getting the ball out quick and uh, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be passing the ball a lot because the offensive line um, it, it's going to take very long. It's going to be an well. It's going to be an issue for the run game too. So all right, let's just do a lot of let, 
let's do something to get the ball away quickly. And um, I, I, I can see that amounting to uh, 244 yards. Hey, Hardy. Like yeah. Your boy Mel Tucker was fired. Oh, so the Michigan State head coach <laughs> yes, is now gone. Harass the anti-harassment person? Yeah. Uh, Harlan? Oh, no, Harlan Bennett. I thought it was Harlan Barnett. If you want to talk about the uh, the horrific track record of uh, Michigan, Michigan State um, at an administrative and coaching level, we can do an entire show on that, but not today. <laughs> not not tonight. Not on my watch. Ramondre Stevenson, rushing yards, 53 and a half. Paulie Paul, what do you got? So I am going to take the over on this, um, but I think that's a really good number. I think it's going to be around that, maybe maybe 60 yards or so, but I'll take the over. Okay, I'm going to go under on this, even though Ezekiel Elliott apparently showed up about 10 minutes before I did today, which it seems a little late to be getting to the stadium on a game day. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know either. I, I, I really don't know what time these guys are supposed judge to be him. here. Don't judge them. Don't judge them. I'm a little judgy. I don't, I've been called that before. Yes, but uh, that but I, I, I think I think Zeke's going to get a, a lot of carries today, so I'm going to go just a little bit under on Ramondre. I'm going to go a little bit over on Ramondre. Uh, I'm with I'm with Paul. I think uh, you know I'm just I'm intrigued by the the two-headed Elliott Stevenson big tackle breaking kind of backs. Uh, you know what can they do? Conditions aren't great. A little little curious to see that. Jalen Hurts passing touchdowns one and a half. Oh, this was a good one um, because the the number is very accurate. That the actual number for today is two, so I will go over. But uh, it's an excellent job of uh, of. You know, giving us a, a number to play with there, Matt. One and a half. What are you yelling at me for? No, I'm saying that I'm telling you he's going to have two touchdown passes today, oh. so it's a it's a good number to bet. Oh, okay. I'm going to just go with one touchdown pass for Jalen Hurts today, so I'm going to take the under. Idiot. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take the over on that as well. I'm with Hardy. A.J. Brown receiving yards, 67 and a hay. 67 and a hay. That's um, back to you, dude. Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit optimistic here. I know he's a great weapon, uh, leaning a little bit maybe into the weather, so I'm just uh, I'm going to go under. I think he'll have some production, but I'm going to play the under on this one. Yeah, I like the over there as well. Um, I think Christian Gonzalez, first game, I think you're going to see him with Brown more often than you'll see with Jonathan Jones. It's a, that's a big, it's a big ask. Let me check the radar here real quick because um, no, that's is that a sonar radar? Yeah, <sighs> yeah. yeah. No, this could be a, telegraph. This could be a disaster over unders if there's like a monsoon going on that I don't know about right now. For you, yeah. Is that does that look like an overpassing yards day right there? Well, that it, is. Nasty. It looks like it's going to be raining, but is it going to be like wait? Why are you torrential rain? Yeah, it's all green and green some yellow good. and a little bit of red. I'm going under. Under. Largest lead of the game for either team, 14 and a half points. Paul? I'm going to say under. I don't think this game turns into a blowout. I don't think so either. I mean, if the conditions are a bit of an equalizer there, I don't think it's a blowout either way. I'm also going under. Yeah, I'm with you guys. And the total score, 45 and a half. Ah, well, I already have the uh, final score for worked final out final. in my head. It's, again, very good. It's very close, but it's under just by that much. Yeah. Under. I'm under two. Yeah, I guess I'll take the under then. All right. All right. Very good. Great. Those are the over-unders. We did it. Clean slate. New season. New year. Everything's coming up hardy, I can tell. 
<laughs> uh, you can join us here at 855-PATS-500. Email guys? Get these guys out of here. <laughs> Web radio at patriots.com. Man, what are we looking at? What are we looking at? Patriots warm-ups, not fan, Eagles fans on the sidelines. Eagles fans down on the side. How did Eagles fans get sideline passes? <laughs> Maybe they knew Tom. I don't know. Uh, Mother Nature favoring us again. This is from Sam in the UK. Hi, guys. Could this rain tonight be another instance where the weather allows us to beat a team that is more talented than us, thinking the Ravens in 2020, Bills in the windstorm, thinking uh, maybe a big game Any for Ramondre? Any other game they've had in the last three years that they've beaten a team that was better than Paul, them? Paul. What? The best running, uh, the uh, best RB playing in the game. Love the show from Sam in Halifax, UK, Current, uh, originally from Central Mass. Oh, okay. Moved up to Halifax, Nova Scotia. Uh, no, Halifax, UK. Oh, oh, sorry. Not and not Halifax, Mass. You ever been to Halifax? Uh, probably. Hard not. to get there. No. You can see it right there on the map. It's just difficult to, to get to Halifax. It's like Nova Scotia from or Mass. Uh, mass. <laughs> How hard is it to get to UK, Halifax? Nova Scotia. All right. Well, we're not going to answer I've the questions. Been, I've, never been to, I've never been to Halifax, Mass, Mass, no, or Canada. Not. Or or, or I don't even want to know the answer now. It was largely rhetorical. It was my guy, Quale. Go get him. I like him. I think he had a good uh, good little summer. I think he's a little bit of an underrated guy. Not a huge part of it, but I think you need those little rotational guys working. Um, from Dave in Bangor, what's the over-under of games that Mac will last with no offensive line? <laughs> I bet we get some zappy this year, just not by choice. I hope not. I mean, that's you know, you never you never want injuries to happen. But yeah, there's Jake Andrews. Uh, what, what's he going to be doing today? Kind of waiting for the team drills to start. See where where he's lining up. But I think yeah, he could we be haven't a right seen guard. any of that yet on the uh, on the Twitter machine. But yeah, I think there's a chance. But you know, would you, I wouldn't even be that surprised if it's like Vidarian Lowe at right guard. You I'd know, be like, stunned. Like those kind of things. Like I don't know. What like do we know? What do we know about him? Well, I, I I know that he's never played in a game and he's never <laughs> played guard. So like. I'd be stunned if they went with uh, those kinds of options, but w- but still, like at least he's played in the NFL. Like Jake Andrews hasn't played guard or in the NFL. <laughs> like he's neither. I don't know, but I mean, either way, you're, you're rolling the dice with somebody's going to be doing something for the first time tonight. Uh, let's go to Nelson in LA. Eight five five Pats five hundred. Uh, singing to Nelson. What do you got for us, Nelson? Okay. Hey guys, how are we doing today? Good. I'm excited. I'm excited. Again. Uh, my prediction is going to be 31 or 28. Patriots all the way, baby boy. Ooh. Ooh, wow. A lot like of it. points. A lot of points. Okay. Who's the baby boy? I like it. Yeah, we're going to be on fire. We're going to be on fire. Uh, j- tell, me how two of, uh, tell me how two of the touchdowns happen. Huh. All right. One is going to be with the running with um, Ramonde Stevenson. Boom. And then the other one, Juju. Is Juju going to play today? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he'll be there. Well, I'm hoping he gets a touchdown in. Okay. All right. Good. Thanks, That's Nelson. All right. <clears throat> the four touchdowns in a 31 to 28 game. Thinking, I'm thinking four touchdowns and a field goal. It seems heavy. Seems seems a heavy ask for this offense. <laughs> I would have been like Kyle Tugger, <laughs> Marcus Jones, <laughs> botch snap from Andre Stevenson. <laughs> but I'm still optimistic. Oh, I'm joke. still hopeful. You'll, you'll find out how hopeful when we do our Sunday six-pack I'm curious. We just saw Gesicki there. I'm curious what he's like. I mean, we, we kind of thought he was going to be gone for a while when he went down with uh, that injury in practice. Uh, you know, seen him in, in the locker room with a, with a brace on his shoulder. So, yeah, we'll see how, how effective 
Kasicki can be today. I'm curious to see how he is at uh, playing football for the Patriots. I haven't seen, seen much it. of it. No, he uh, barely look, played for the Dolphins last year. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit in camp. I I saw a nice interview with him earlier this week. Uh, he said his favorite sport in high school was basketball. He was dunking in the eighth grade. He looks like a basketball. No. He looks like one of he those looks, tight ends that no. looks like a basketball player. He looks player. like a volleyball player is what he looks like. Well, no. you're talking about, like, uh, appearance. He's like tall. His, he's got the blonde hair, yes. you know, pretty mm. boy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that doesn't sound altogether complimentary, <laughs> dude. Yeah. I knew where Mike was going with that one. bump set spike over there for Ken, yeah. Erica in Virginia joining us now in the Patriots pregame show, fueled by Duncan. Hi, Erica. Hey, guys, how are y'all? Good. Good. Hey, I got a question for y'all. Y'all probably answered it throughout the week, and I probably just missed it. Um, I've watched interviews. I've read articles where Belichick has said, you know, uh, mobile quarterbacks are very hard to defend against, yet every time he seems to get a mobile quarterback, he either throws them on the uh, practice squad or lets them go, What's y'all's opinion there on his? Um, he would rather develop a pocket passer versus a uh, a mobile QB. Yeah, I think it's. I heard some. I heard them talking about this on your station this week. Where I thought it wasn't you, was it? I don't think it was you. Somebody had a pretty good answer though. I mean, why wouldn't it have been me then? Maybe it was you. Um, but just saying that he wants to. He wants the guys that are going to be healthy and you know he doesn't want to have a guy that is going to get hurt and run i mean it was it's kind of speculation i mean i get it i don't really he, have a thing that but he would sing uh, have such high praise for cam newton in the years that he was here yeah i think he would like a mobile quarterback who can throw and i don't think he's really ever had one right like Eric, i think the guys that we're talking about like um some of the guys that have been a little bit more mobile have not like bishop like guys like that he's had you yeah mean? and i wouldn't even count him because it was so long yeah, ago but yeah. like Malik Cunningham right now is not, in my opinion, an option as an NFL quarterback. Mm. Uh, now, he could all? be. He could be down the road. I personally would like to see him try to develop him as strictly as a quarterback on the practice squad. And maybe next year when we hit the offseason, he's in the, in the yeah. mix. He spent the whole year as a wide receiver the whole summer. Yeah, he's still in, not in a red jersey or anything. So like I, I'm kind of. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm kind of with Erica. I was just checking the, the yeah. call screener. Uh, I'm with Erica. I, I would like to see him try to develop a mobile quarterback who can also throw. Yeah. yeah so here's your here's yeah, your line. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was all, honestly, I was so upset to see Anthony Richards go to the Colts as a mobile QB. Not even gonna lie. Yeah. Uh, Erica, by the way, you have a delightful accent there in Virginia. You know what the plural of y'all is, don't you? Uh, you all? No, all y'all. <laughs> all y'all, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. Thanks. <laughs> Excuse me. Go ahead. Mike's got um, some So, yeah, some the, uh, the, the, the offensive line, according to our own Evan Lazar, uh, Trent Brown, Antonio Maffi, David Andrews, City So, and Calvin Anderson. So, yeah, Paul was, Paul was right. City So is, is sliding over to the right guard okay. spot. Um, played left guard mostly in college, a little bit of left tackle, but, you know, just had some struggles, I think, adjusting to right tackle. So, um Certainly a spot he's played before, and um, that we'll see how he holds up tonight. And not, in not complete an easy fairness, I, I may have been right, but that is just a fluke because I don't think anybody had any idea exactly who that that fifth guy was going to be. I think most people would have picked the other four, but the right mm -hmm. guard, I'm not sure anybody felt really good about predicting. It's funny, like, we spent so much time over the last two months just, like, pulling our hair out about the tackle position, and then we get to the first game, and it's almost like the guard position is a bigger question mark. Uh, Bjorn in Belgium. 
uh, emailing the show, webradio at patriots.com. Love the show. I was trying to keep up with the podcast when able. Will Mac get more time to pass? Is the pocket protection going to be better than last year? I always had the feeling he didn't get enough time to decide. Um, thank you for the email, Bjorn. I mean, I wouldn't expect it today. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, new offensive line coach, new coordinator, a, a bunch of new faces. I mean, three new faces today on the offensive line uh, that haven't played a snap for the Patriots in the regular season. So it's it's impossible to predict. There, there are just a lot of question marks going into this. And, and then you add in the Eagles and, and all that they can do on defense. It, it just gets more complicated. Uh, Mike in Virginia says uh, he has an idea of what they're going to do at halftime. Uh, as we were promised something special and unique. He said, I think they're going to reveal that Tom will live out the rest of his days inside the new lighthouse. <laughs> Certainly unique, no? Like a little, little troll, like living in the... So uh, that would be an example of something that was unique. <laughs> You've yes. never seen someone just spend the rest of their life in an honorary lighthouse. No. Yeah, how honored are you? Well, you have a free place to live for the rest of your life. There are people who live in lighthouses I'm all sure the time. Benny and Vivi, they love it. They love it. Who wouldn't want to live in a lighthouse? It probably be. It's big. There's got to be something lighthouse it's related big. today, though, right? I mean, you don't build that thing and have it, you know, the grand the opening. Rain. The and rain. And not do something. That's okay. I got Ernie getting the rain machine going. So something involving the lighthouse in pregame, I'm just saying that the weather might impact that. That was, that was what I. That's heard. kind of ironic, isn't it? Like the, the rain ruins <laughs> the lighthouse. <laughs> can't we can't light- see it. <laughs> Can't use the lighthouse if it's raining. If the weather is inclement, the lighthouse is no good. <laughs> oh, boy. Who has more fun than that? Oh, for now. <clears throat> All right. Um, gentlemen, we have uh, the Sunday six-pack to get to, which we will do. You want to do it right now? Let's let's go ahead and do it. Let's have some fun. This is the Sunday six pack. So kick back and listen to my position. I'm itching to get the picks back. You better bring a big stack. Don't get it mixed, Jack. I came to win it. Yeah, this is the Sunday six pack. And we will thank the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Great memories are made in Massachusetts, no matter how you choose to make them, indoors or outdoors, scenic views or city vibes, solo or family style, whatever moves you, whatever the season, plan your perfect Massachusetts getaway. Visit MA. Dot com. Do we have records from the preseason? No, no we, we didn't do it in the preseason. In the preseason. Yeah. Okay, Come well, on. I didn't remember. That's why I asked. Get on our level. Okay, all right. Everybody bite my head off at once. That's fun. That's fun to be Get me. Zeke with that. Jeez. All right. Scary. All right, from the list of the 4 p.m. games, we got the Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. Chicago minus one. Oh, I like this. Um, that's ridiculous. I'm going to take Green Bay. Yeah, I'm going to take Green Bay, too. And this might be clouded by um, just that whole Green Bay dominance over Chicago. But I know Aaron Rodgers isn't there. I'm going to continue it. Green Bay. Hey, James Devlin. Any, anybody see Andy Hart? <laughs> you can't see him. Yeah, the camera's too r- high. He's right r- next to him, oh, actually. Oh, oh, oh. Deuce working blue as usual. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He's oh, no, I just think that he's short. <laughs> they did. That's <laughs> Now I get what you're going. Okay. Well, I, I was actually going to go just down the other side. He was going to be like, you know, straight up his butt. <laughs> but either way, it works. Uh, we're all taking the Packers. We're all laying one. Uh, hey, you got some. You got some Patriots down below here. You see, uh, that's Jamie Collins, and that's I think Telly Bunta came with the Telly Bunta Kane shirt on. Banta. Bunta. 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 
A bunt cake. Banta, yeah, banta, 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 banta. Wow. The Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> at the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Denver minus three. I didn't know that we were moving on. Ah, man. we're feeling. <laughs> we're cooking. I heard this audible size. <laughs> I tend to bring that out, people. Paulie, uh, Paul, what do you got? Raiders at Broncos. Uh, Broncos uh, laying three at home. I, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take Denver in this game. I don't know why. I just. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you why I'm taking him. Sean Payton. He's going to turn things around there right away in Denver. And uh, any team going down the road to Denver, that's that's a that's a tough trip. I will take the Broncos. I will leave the three points right there with you, Paul. Yeah, you guys are probably right, but for some reason I'm going to give Josh. I'm going to throw him a bone here. I'm going to take the Raiders plus three. All right. Dolphins at the lack. Lack minus three. Another heavily bet game and a lot of pressure. Who's got more pressure on them, the Chargers or the Dolphins? Mm, it's a great question. I think the Chargers have a little bit more on them, just that by a tiny you know, bit. This, the people in the – I think it's a great question. I think both of those teams are under a lot of pressure to win. Yes. But I, there's a lot of people in the league that they, Miami has the only roster that could compete with San Francisco's. Top to bottom, hmm. uh, talent-wise. I, under, I understand that, but also they're playing in a division where plenty of people are picking them third. You know, just, you know, so I, I, I think that takes some of the pressure off of them. I'm going to take the Chargers. I'm going to lay the three points. I'm going to go with Miami, and I'm realizing now that they got to fly across the country and then come back and then come up here next week, so I like that travel. That's <laughs> yeah, funny how like, that works. like the travel. Um, I'll, I'll take Miami plus three. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the, the lack because I think the lack – uh, the lack is is um, a little better, uh, especially earlier in the season, than people think. I, I I feel like everybody is off of the Chargers, and that's why I think Hardy's question about who has more pressure is is relevant. I think a lot of people think Chargers will disappoint. Like the Chargers won ten games last year. What's wrong with that? They they choked a playoff game away, no question. Um, but I think they're a team on the rise with a young quarterback, and they're getting better. There you go. All right, Sunday night football game is up next. Matt, what do we got on the line? The Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants. Dallas minus three. Deuce. Yeah, give me Dallas on this one. Uh, I I will lay those points. Uh, I will take the Giants. Um, I wish it was three and a half like it was in other places, but I will take take the Giants. Yeah, I'm with uh, Deuce on this one. I like the Cowboys in this spot. So uh, Deuce and I both going Dallas in New York. uh, Laying the three points, but I got no problem doing that. Monday night football, Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets, Buffalo minus two and a half. How about this for a Monday night? Oh, opening? yeah, I like this game because of obvious reasons. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to take Buffalo. I, I mentioned on Thursday when we did our picks, Deuce, I'm going to stick with the Bills as the team to beat until otherwise proven. And uh, I think Buffalo is better. Solid reasoning. I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking the Jets anyway. I hope I, you're right. I I just I I think the 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 home field might have a little bit to do with it, but Aaron Rodgers is not unaware of the moment. Uh, it's Monday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers. I like the Jets plus two and a half. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Hardy. I I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Buffalo win, but I think Jets being at home, there's a hype train going with them. Buffalo maybe a little bit of a slow start. Uh, I'll take the Jets. And the Philadelphia Eagles at the New England Patriots, Philly minus three and a half. I'm not going to change my score prediction uh, because of the weather, um, but the important part does not change. I'm picking the Patriots to win today. Originally, I picked them 24-21. I will stick with that pick. 
I think it could be a lower scoring game than that, but I still get under 45 and a half either way. So I'm fine with that. I will take the Patriots up. You're giving me three and a half points. Great. I think they went out right. I'm going to go with the Eagles in this one. Um, I think they got too much. The issues on the offensive line with the Patriots is scary. I probably would reduce my number of points scored a little bit based on the weather, but I'll just stick with what I've been saying all week. Uh, 28-13, unfortunately, Philly. Yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles, too. Um, As the the days have gone by, I have to tell you, people might be surprised to hear me say this, I felt better and better about the Patriots' chances uh, the more I've sort of – listens to other people talk uh, some national people however i just think that the eagles are too uh too far superior on the lines and especially with all those those injuries i'm going to go 27 13 eagles all right sunday six pack in the books for week one of this regular season. The Patriots get ready to host the Eagles. They're going to kick off here in just a little while. There will be a bit of a pregame, something involving Tom Brady, uh, the halftime, which we will talk to you about after the game. But uh, I don't know how much people are going to get a chance to see that on TV. I'm guessing not a lot. Okay, so there's a couple of things. First, it will be live on Patriots.com. There you so go. So you'll be able okay. to see that on Patriots.com. That's you will what you also need. be able to see the ceremony in its entirety as part of fifth quarter on WSBK. That won't won't be live, but you'll be able to see the ceremony. Uh, you won't miss anything. It'll be on uh, WSBK TV 38 here in Boston as part of their fifth quarter program after the game. Um. Huge. Did I do that right, Mike? I think so. Thanks. No, that's uh, that. That is Mike's uh, better with details. Just, uh, than me. Uh, I mean, I can't even I, spell I my name right on, saying the, on the site. <laughs> a huge move by then. I mean, but that's because that's what people certainly half of what they want to see for this game this week. First half is, of course, the game. Patriots playing host to the defending NFC champs. Uh, it's a, a lot of questions on the line for the Patriots for this season with Bill O'Brien here. What's Mac Jones going to do? How are they going to? navigate some of the injuries that they're dealing with most notably Michael Wenu and Cole Strange not playing today on the offensive line but the other half of this week is about Tom Brady how he will be honored what how he will be uh, received and I, I I think there was a little bit of a tiny bit of hard feelings when he was here with the Bucks, and there were a smattering of boos out there, and I, I, I think he was kind of caught off guard by that. Really, I see. I, I heard Felger and Maz talk about that and the boos and stuff. I just thought that was all in like good fun, like like he wants to beat us, we want to beat him now. Like I just like for me, it was a great moment of just like kind of like, all right, you're on the other side now. We're gonna boo you. You know we're gonna boo you. We know you want to tear our heart out now. And it was, I don't know, for me, I, I, I didn't really take it to be like that's ridiculous that they would boo Brady. Like it was right at the start of the game, um, but. Real quick point, just I wanted to make. Do you think the weather has anything to do with not playing strange and when you uh, knee ankle injuries? Like perhaps were they on track and it's too slippery and they're worried that that, that those guys could exacerbate I don't, those. Injuries? But I don't know that for certain. You know, just, like just a thought. Your, no, it's just a thought. Another thing to throw, yeah, another log to throw on the fire. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, if you're trying to come up with reasons not to play him today, uh, the 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 conditions would certainly factor in. But Deuce, they can't afford not to. No, I, I, I mean I, we're talking. I mean, the, you look at these first four games. I, what, you're totally right. What yeah. would what would be an acceptable result win loss in these first four games for you for the Patriots? <sighs> two and two. Two and two. Two yeah. and two. Yeah. I mean, I, 
what are your odds of getting to two and two without those guys? I mean, you've got it is some it's, tough sledding with them playing, and specifically relating to their positions. You know, like the the, the off the defensive lines that you've got to face, um, the number of powerful defensive tackles that are you know within these first few weeks between the Dolphins, the Jets, the team that's here tonight. Uh, it's uh, it, it's it's not a great way to start the the year off. You would hope that you would at least have your starters in there, and you know what what you had planned on having. Um, but they're going to have to figure it out. It's 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 just it's not going to go that way. So, Mike, I do wonder if we're going to sort of get into you know something less than physical. Did the fact that they haven't practiced at all and you're facing such a daunting front yeah just not positioned for success it's like we can't put these guys out there and then they get their doors beat in and so i wonder i don't know that for sure um but i I wonder if that may be factored into it in some way is it more than just they're just not healthy enough to go yet i I think that's probably as simple as it is um i like i I said on you know hardy likes to ask what i talk about on my chin wag with um the sports hub um i wasn't really surprised it wasn't totally surprised by Cole Strange because we've seen practice and he's not seemingly being able to do right. everything every day. Mm-hmm. Awenu I'm a little more surprised about because of I felt like that he was on sort of a you know a, a plan. You know we we're going to have the offseason surgery it's going to be a slow ramp up it's going to start on PUP. Yeah, then it'll be ready it's going to come go. off PUP we're going to ramp him up for week one. Mm-hmm. So when he didn't go I was a little more surprised by that but I think it's as simple as what you said last. Uh, it's a physical thing. Yeah. All right, we are uh, about 15 minutes away from kickoff here, so um, l- there will be a lot to talk about in the post game. We hope that you will join us then. Uh, you already got the number 855-PATS-500. You can have it start emailing us before the game even ends if you have thoughts that occur to you throughout the game, webradio at patriots.com, and we will address them here in the post game after the Patriots and Eagles Finish playing their regular season opener here at a very rainy, very soggy Gillette Stadium. Tom Brady night. We'll be back to report on everything uh, that happens. But as Paul mentioned, you can watch it on Patriots.com. Live. Live as it happens during halftime. So uh, feel free to do that. Then we can talk about it after the game. We'll talk to you then. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.